It's six o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Cameron delighted with EU discussions, taxi row reignited in Milton Keynes and police investigate incident near M1 Junction 12. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron says he's delighted that renegotiations with the EU over Britain's membership are finally underway. Talks at the summit in Brussels went into the early hours of the morning with the issue of migrants and the Greek debt also on the agenda. Mr Cameron said it was a positive start. It's been a long night and we've discussed some very important subjects but uh, above all I'm delighted that the process of British reform and renegotiation and the referendum that we're going to hold, that process is now properly underway. People always say to me these things Things uh, aren't possible, you'll never get them done. Well, once again, we've proved we will get them done. We've started that process and it's underway. European leaders have also agreed to relocate tens of thousands of migrants who've arrived in Italy and Greece. They will be moved to other EU states over the next two years on a voluntary basis. The chair of the Milton Keynes Private Hire Association has resigned after claiming the councillor who vouched for a serial rapist is himself driving a taxi. Liberal Democrat Mayor Subhan Shafiq was forced to stand down after giving Nadim Kiani a reference. Police in Bedfordshire say two men have been arrested following an incident near to Junction 12 of the M1 yesterday afternoon. One of the men was injured. A number of road closures were put in place after the incident just before 4.30. Sergeant Chris Kent is from Bedfordshire Police. Investigating an incident where two vehicles have been involved, one person's been injured and uh, two people have been arrested. Certainly not a collision. We're not quite sure what's caused it at the moment or what's led to this, this incident happening. So... I can't really clarify too much at the moment. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee are making a second visit to Buckinghamshire this morning, talking to people affected by the high proposed route of the high-speed line. Today they're in the north of the county, visiting Claydon House, Waddesdon Manor and Common Speaker John Burko's Buckingham constituency. Meanwhile, rail passenger groups have criticised the government's decision to put various schemes on hold, including the electrification of the Midland Main Line north of Bedford. The Thameslink improvements remain, but Linda McCord from the passenger group Transport Focus says the alterations will be a blow for rail travellers. Passengers are just going to be so disappointed with all of this. After all, as passengers, we've paid more and more fares each year. And part of that was that we were expecting lots of improvements to be made that were going to make our trains more punctual and reliable. It would be extremely disappointing to hear that some of that planned improvement is now not on track. Tributes have been paid to the actor Patrick McNee, who starred in America at the age of 93. He was best known for playing the debonair secret agent John Steed in the 1960s series The Avengers. In sport, the draw for Wimbledon takes place today, with Andy Murray seeded third in the men's singles. The tournament starts on Monday. And the weather, cloudy, warm and humid, with some showers spreading east later on. A maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. <clears throat> let's um, let's not beat around the bush. Hearts and bucks. This oh. is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Vinyl Friday. Yeah. Who's that next to you? Danny. Why, why have we got someone I've never met before working on the show? Danny um, was here yesterday. He's man no, me, remember? No, don't remember that. No, I was here. Uh, yeah, OK. Don't talk back. Don't talk back. Are you talking back? Just stop talking back. Just uh, stop it. I can't get the um, record player to um, work. We should now be hearing Merle Haggard. Yeah, that's right, guys. Merle Haggard. And I am just going to whack all of these bad boys up. 
No, okay. We don't need to uh, assign it to anything. Did we assign it before? No, I don't remember that. We're back in the studio where I poured coffee um, uh, just the other day and, and broke the studio a week into it. And um, can't get the studio to work. Can't play records. I mean, sh if you listen... Sh 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 you can't, I mean, you can't, it's just, there's nothing, is there? I thought you used a sort of extension cable or something. No, no, the extension cable, no, 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 the extension cable is for, um, for this. Oh, no, hang on, no, that doesn't work, hang on, either. Oh, blimey. The extension cable's for this. I would not say yes, but I certainly would not say no. The record, right, the record is going round, okay, the needle is on the record, and I've, I've, you know, I'm, I've, um, you know, um, um, who, who mm, here, here's my reckoning. The boffins have muffed it up again. No! Yes, boffins, damn you. There's no way I'm playing this. Oh, no. Not no, a no, chance, no, 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 no. not a chance in hell. So we've got no newspapers. We've got, um, we've got, um, um, we've got, um, and no music. Do you want my iPod? No, I do not want your iPod. Wow. I can't think of anything worse. Don't worry, we've got this, though. We've got this. This is Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, uh, yesterday we told you that Luton Borough Council definitely hadn't been suppressing the results of a survey that they did into the town's image two years ago. They'd quietly released it the day we discussed it on air. The suspicion from some quarters was that people's perceptions were, were less flattering than they liked. And having now seen the results two years after they were submitted, there might just be something to that. So what do the people of Luton think? Well, and people outside Luton as well. Sean Timoney is the Deputy Leader of Luton Borough Council and joins me now. Morning, Sean. Good morning, Ian. How are you this morning? Um, I'm in quite a bit of pain. You know, it's like when you have a bad back. Well, how did you put your back out? Lit something really, really simple. I had a stone in my shoe, went down to empty that stone out, and it went. Sean. Uh, yeah. I get back pain from time to time. It's, it's awful. Go and see an osteopath. I think I might have to, yeah. Painkillers pain and an osteopath. And yeah, painkillers pain are doing even the simple things that you do every day suddenly oh, become difficult. It's horrible. And if you say, oh, I've got bad, uh, my back hurts, everyone goes, oh, just get on with it. And unless you've yeah. had it, it's a nightmare. Absolutely. But thank you for your sympathy. Well, I hope, I hope you get, get sorted out because I, I suffer from back pain and it really it, it can just mess everything up. Now, listen, uh, uh, th this survey, it's not great, is it? Um, I, I wouldn't say it was great. I think it's kind of 50-50. It's what we expected. Um, what, what you were saying about why the survey wasn't published, um, I can absolutely hold our hands up and say we, we got it wrong here. Cock up rather than conspiracy. Um, it wasn't something we thought, oh, no, this is really bad. Let's hide this. Absolutely not. Um, actually, we were using some of the information. We were analysing it. We were looking, maybe we need to uh, uh, find some way to get some more views. Um, and things just run away with us, and we forgot all about the bit about publishing. So, hands up to that. Apologies to everyone, but I can hand on heart tell you it was not uh, done deliberately. Uh, and then it came out the day that we spoke about it on the radio. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, we just got a nudge. Oh, actually, we, need to, we should have published this. Oh, why didn't we publish it? Oh, I don't know why. Actually, we should have done. So, hands up. You know, but it definitely was not. It's not a conspiracy. We're not thinking. Well, let's hide this. You've got all the information there, yeah, um, and you can see what it's saying. Uh, Luton is dirty. That's what well, it's that's saying, one isn't of the it? Things. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it's one of the things that people are saying, but there are lots of positives as well. Now, you know, I'm not here to tell you that people's perceptions are wrong. People have views. That's that's absolutely uh, right that they can hold those views. But you know, I think. 
there are things that we can work on. I don't think the town's necessarily any dirty than anywhere else. In fact, uh, I think I mentioned to JDS when I spoke to him about this the other day that the um, majority of our streets in the town, about 94% of them, in fact, are maintained to the government standard of A and B standards that they set. Um, and people are generally quite satisfied that. We, we maintain our weekly bin collections where other authorities don't. Our recycling rates have gone up. So, yes, I'm not, I'm not hiding here and saying the town's fantastic. I know we've got problems. I know there's rubbish and litter. We've all got a, a part to play there. You did, you did sack half the street cleaners, didn't you? No, we didn't sack half the street cleaners. You know, we've, we've had to... Re- how, we've, how many of the street cleaners did you sack? Um, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but we've we've had reducing budgets and we have had to it's about half, um, make wasn't cuts it? back. But hold on, let before you before you start go. Oh, because I know this is Ian. Um, before you do that, um, what does that mean? Actually, people. What does that mean? Take, <laughs> what does that mean, Charles? Because I because yeah, I asked quite. Oh, oh, you won't let me finish. No, no, no. I'll let you. No, no, no. I'll let you finish. But okay. you, you you sacked about half the street cleaners. That's that's not that, that's a fact. It's not me making yeah, stuff up. I don't think I don't think the town is much dirtier anymore um, than it was with more street cleaners. Okay, and but this know, is people's I, perception. Isn't it? The survey is people's perception and uh, things that came that, that stand out: busy, overcrowded, dirty. Dangerous and unsafe. Yeah, and also things uh, very positive in terms of. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the positive. We'll, don't, don't worry, Sean. We've got plenty of time. I we'll talk about. We'll talk about I the positives. You know, I'm not. This yeah. isn't going to be a complete whitewash. But this is the results of people's perceptions of, of, yeah. of Luton. This is the uh, survey: busy, yeah. overcrowded, dirty, dangerous, and unsafe. No, I think I think um, there there are some perceptions out there that people have got, and we do need to work on those. But. Um, I think perhaps the dirty thing is a little bit unfair. I don't think it's any more unsafe than any other large town of its size. And, and that's the key point about it. Luton's got a lot of... There was positives. a shooting and a house yeah. was damaged this week. Yeah. There was a bomb scare. And before that, there was a stabbing in the middle of the town centre. And you're saying yeah. it's not dangerous or unsafe? No, I don't, actually. I mean, you'd have to talk to the police about what you think their, their levels of crime... Are, I think a shooting, a bomb scare and a stabbing is pretty... Um, with... Well, I don't feel unsafe in the town. I've lived here all my life. But, John, um... you're, you're very cleverly, you're ignoring what the survey is. The survey no, isn't... Well, no, you are. The survey, as far as I'm aware, wasn't what is Luton like, it's what do you perceive Luton to be like. Yes. And people with stories like a shooting, uh, a stabbing, a bomb scare, people perceive it to be unsafe. Absolutely. OK, uh, and I totally accept that people would that would think that, and we've got a lot of work to do to try and turn those perceptions around. Uh, um, and I think what some of the other things that came out in the survey that people were saying we don't sell ourselves well enough because we're, you know, where our position is and the, the, the facilities we got, that we need to be much better about selling ourselves. Now, I can't, if, if people are involved in one crime, be it minor or major in the town, then that's going to colour their judgment of the town forever and a day. And, and, and equally, if someone came into the town once and they saw a pile of rubbish, then that would colour their judgment of the town that it's a dirty, um, you know, an unkempt place. And, and you can't take that away from people. That's going to be their perceptions. And I think we, we as a council have got a job to do to try and improve those perceptions. I mean, I'm passionate about Luton. You know I am. You've spoken to me about this before. And, uh, and I think we can sell its positives and we can make it better. We do need to work with the police to make things safer and make people feel safer. So even, you know, even if you've never been involved... So we do in need to make it safer. Sorry? We do need to make it safer. Well, we do need to work with the police to make people feel safer. Oh, OK. OK, uh, so, you know, 
Um, I've never been involved in a crime, but my son has. My son's been mugged twice in the town. Gosh, um, that's, that's... Hang on a second, hang on a second, Sean. Twice is quite a lot for one person. When he was, when he was a young lad, <coughs> he right. was. So um, young people are at risk? Well, I, I think that would happen in any big town, don't you? No. No, well, I, don't. I do actually. I, no, I, I, don't. I have to disagree with you there. I, you know, I think you can live in a lot of places. I lived in London. In... I lived in some of the um, yeah. more rubbish parts of London. Trust me. And um, me and my friends didn't get mugged. Well, maybe you were lucky. I've never been mugged either. I've never been involved in any crime either. Your son's been mugged twice, and you don't think it's dangerous? No, I don't actually. Okay. I don't think it's any more dangerous than any other large town. Forty-three percent um, people in the survey were either fairly negative or very negative. Yeah, they were, and more than forty percent were positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, they they might have been neutral as well. Yeah, they were. So, <laughs> how many? How many of that? But listen, and, and I know that it says positive things. It does say positive yeah. things, and we'll get to that. I promise you, we'll okay. get to that. But. Okay. You can't ignore the negative things. I'm not ignoring them. Definitely what not. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Sean, to um, uh, to, to to change people's perceptions? Because that's what this is about, isn't it? Of course, it is. I think what? the main priority now for us is to deliver our investment framework that that brings jobs, business, and growth to people in Luton, and it raises the aspirations for people in Luton. That we try and draw in um, businesses that get really good jobs for our young people, have our um, uh, skills academy that will make sure those people can, people who live locally can get those jobs and, uh, and, and get the well-paid jobs and try and improve the town in that way. And the, we'll, if we raise the aspirations, uh, people are saying to us we want better shops and, and so on. Some of the people on JDS yesterday were saying this kind of thing. Absolutely, we do. And that's what we're trying to do with our investment strategy, to raise the profile of the town. We've had bad press for many, many years, haven't we? So, let, you know, let's, let's start selling it a lot better and let's bring good things into the town so people feel more confident here. And, let's, and, and I, I did say we would, and I know, I know that none of you lot in Luton Borough Council like me. You'd all prefer to go out on Roberto's <laughs> show and have a nice, easy what? ride. But I, so I, Come on, we know. We, listen, Sean, we, we've tried to get you lot on this show enough times. Here I am with my bad back. I know Here you I are, am. but we've tried enough times, only to, to, to be told you no one can do it, and then we listen to Roberto in the evening and everyone's getting a nice, easy ride. Come on. We, we've worked. We've, we've, Worked you lot out. People an easy ride. Yeah, yes, I do. Um, uh, give us some of the positives that are in the survey because it isn't completely negative. No, no, you're absolutely right. I think some of the positives are really good. They talk about um, our our position in terms of transport, so we can get into London, you know, in 30 minutes. We've got a great airport, got a fantastic university. Uh, the Luton Town Football Club was one of the big things that came up a lot, and and people actually saying things about uh, diversity and community relations in a positive way. Yes, some have mentioned it in a negative way, but also in a positive way. And I, and I think there is a lot to be proud of there, and I think many people in the town are proud of the town. I like Luton. I know we've moved to Dunstable, yeah. but we've worked in Luton for three years, and people say, oh, you work in Luton? And it's all about going, no, 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 it's nice, actually. Yeah. It's, all, it's good. It's got some good bits and pieces about it. We've got some fantastic schools. We've got some brilliant parks. Um, if you go down to all the work, if you look at all the work that we've done in the town centre coming from the track, you cannot say that that's not improved now, the image of the town centre and the things that we're trying to do there uh, coming from the train station um, and, and the pedestrianised area. It looks fantastic. All the work around the university, um, you know, it looks brilliant around there and there, there's some great places to go. 
So, one. you know, I think there are a lot of positives there. We just need to be better at selling them. You know, one of your callers on JVS yesterday was talk, gave some fantastic, I think JVS himself, some fantastic ideas about let's um, places like Bury Park that have got a bad image, let's sell them in a positive way, a bit like the Curry Mile and, and those kind of places. Oh, yeah, there's some great restaurants. Yeah. Listen, one, one final thing, Sean, because we're out of time, and I want you to go and lie on the floor, put your knees up, feet flat on the floor, and get a tennis ball under your head. Trust me, it'll work. Uh, uh, Tomorrow, horrible, nasty, extreme right-wing bunch of racists, Britain first, are going to be marching through the town. Um, Hey, listen, it's everybody's right to protest and march, but it's, it's, it's things like that doesn't help the town's image either, does it? Totally agree, totally agree. Um, You know, it is unfortunate that on the survey some people did mention things um, like that that gave the town a bad image and the press will have a field day on it. And and again, we're we're in the news for bad reasons. Let's get us in the news for good reasons. Sean, come, you see, now go and spread the word. It's not that bad. No, absolutely. Go I'll and spread the that. word at the next council meeting and tell, tell them all to come on here. We've got a much bigger audience than Roberto. You'll sound better. Have a all lovely right, day, Sean. I hope things get better with you back. Thank you very much, Ian. Cheers. Ta-ta. Bye. Right, 03459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Gerrard's Cross, Cross Amersham Road has a lane closed still in both directions at uh, northbound, sorry, between Oxford Road and Kingsway after a police incident that's still closed. On the A404 wheels and Gerrard's, then Gerrard's, Gerrard's Cross, Amersham's yes? furious. Amersham's furious. Who's Amersham? Ger- Amersham Road Ger- has a lane closed. That's Gerrard's that. Cross, Amersham's furious, and High Wycombe's a bit miffed. Okay. Well, they're okay for travel, though. No, they're looking I'm just... Quiet. She's, no, she doesn't get it. I don't get it, no. It's hard to say. Tongue twister. No! Ge- is that it's a, what... It's a wicked joke. Gerard's cross. <laughs> Amersham's furious. High Wickham's a bit miffed. That's not a very good joke. Oh, Sammy. Well, that's not a very good travel <laughs> bulletin. I'm sorry, you If you finished, you have now. Believable. Right, 6.18, blimey, it's Friday the 26th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron says he's delighted that renegotiations with the EU over Britain's membership are finally underway. The chair of the Milton Keynes Private Hire Association has resigned after claiming the councillor who vouched for a serial rapist is himself driving a taxi. And police in Bedfordshire say two men have been arrested following an incident near to Junction 12 of the M1 yesterday. must be dressed in suit suitable tennis attire that is almost entirely white. Takes her time wearing a white visor with her hair tied back. The crowd must remain perfectly silent for the duration of every point. The crowd at the moment quiet and respectful. However, what a ripper of a return! Those watching at work, in the park or anywhere at all are encouraged to scream, gasp and whoop throughout. Crashes a forehand into the corner. And this is the cheer of the crowd. Wimbledon 2015, come as you are. Starts this Monday across the BBC. You right, Just? Is Justin there? Let's get Justin up. Oh, these, uh, is he there? Let's get Justin up. Let's get Justin up. Let's get Justin up. They've unplugged me record player. Is it actually unplugged? No, I mean, this, I, th- it, that's it's turning the, a bit. Only, It's turning. That's the only explanation that I can find, unless I'm being an idiot. And uh, listen, it, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the, one of the first people to admit that I'm often an idiot, you know. I can't get the record player to work. You sure you don't need to assign a fader? 
For the record player. For no, the record I don't think player. we did that before. Let's try, let's try Merle Haggard again. Hang on. Here's, this, this should be. Okay. This is turned on. This is turned on. This is turned on. And that is turned on. Right. And here's Merle Haggard. No, you see? Okay. Here's Merle Haggard. No. 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 Hang on, this might be Merle Haggard. Hang on a minute. I think I might have... Um, is this Merle Haggard? I would not no. say oh. yes. No. But I certainly would not say no. No. OK, hang on a second. Let's see if we can find Merle Haggard. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Um, I think... Uh, no, we can't find Merle Haggard. So um, that's disappointing for everybody concerned. It really is um, disappointing. Oh, well. Ah, oh, man alive. You got those boffins, Justin. I know, I know. They really know how to um, make you feel so sexy in the morning. <laughs> yeah, glasses and a check shirt and you're away. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute, I got it. Here's Mel Haggard. Oh, yes. Here we go.
That's what I'm talking about, Justin. Oh, That's what I'm talking what? about. No record player. We're having yeah. that on repeat this morning. Yeah? Brilliant. Chewy, mooey, chewy, mooey, chewy, mooey. I hope he's not being rude. Oh, I hope not. Uh, what's the year on that record, by the way? That's about 1999-ish. 98, uh, something like say. that. Because when I do a 90 special of uh, your favourite musical <laughs> memories, maybe you could uh, come on board for that programme. Oh, mate, I would, I, you, know, you know I would absolutely love that, Geezer. Was it you mm. that brought the papers in this morning? It was me, yes. You're a legend. I'm just, I'm just writing the show now as we're doing it. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Now, cyclists, mm. Justin, cyclists. Yes. Uh, yesterday we had a very um, enthusiastic call from a delightful lady, Audrey, who enjoyed the experience so much she called up um, uh, Catherine Boyle after the show to speak to her for another 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, and she wanted us to send out a reporter to report on cyclists behaving badly on the pavements, OK? Uh, she, um, was, she, she was worried that there were a huge number of accidents, that people were being hurt. When questioned, it turned out she herself hadn't been hurt and actually nor had anybody that she knew but she was still very cross about it yeah. uh, and i've been thinking justin in the past when we've done the cyclist things i've always i've done that lazy thing of having a pop of cyclists yeah. right because it's easy it's easy to do that and i hadn't really thought out what my position was well i was thinking I, my position on cyclists now is and i've been thinking about it a lot is i think we're too harsh on them there are some idiot cyclists right and uh, who is it we spoke to yesterday catherine right at the end of the show was it andy it was Andrew, yeah. Andrew, Andrew, if you want to give us a call, right? There are some idiot cyclists. I've had more run-ins with drivers, and I've been hit more by pedestrians than I have by cyclists. Yeah, me too. They get they get big beef. Big beef? Yeah, why not? They get big yeah. beef. Yeah. Justin, you've taken bikes to the streets, not literally. I have, and uh, normally when we try and approach cyclists, we get this, uh, this attitude of, well, why are you talking to me? You're going to... Uh, change my words and uh, make me out to be bad. I said, no, no, we, we never, never do that. It's a case of you tell us your thoughts and we play them out in the programme. But yeah. yesterday, it was different. Yeah. Um, a few people had actually heard yesterday's programme and knew that today we would be celebrating cyclists yep. on the show. Yep, yep, and yep, 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 surprisingly, yep. They, they were more than happy to speak to us. So I spoke to cyclists yesterday about uh, the buzz of being a cyclist and, and what ruins their ride on a daily basis. Here's what they had to say. Lovely helmet, sir. Yeah, thank you very much. A lot of people tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're celebrating cyclists on the programme. Uh, to many of our listeners, you're the bad guy out there. What, what ruins your daily ride? Do you know, not a lot really. I'm discourteous drivers, right? People not looking where they're going. Okay, so you're a cyclist. What's the buzz for you? We're celebrating cyclists. Why do you love being out on the road on your bike? Um, I don't know. It's just um, good relief and um, it's good for your health as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can get really good condition of your stamina. Yeah, you're looking ripped. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, yeah, I just like riding my bike, and uh, it's a quick way to get around, you know, to a lot of places. Sir, you're using your bike every single day. How many miles would you say you're doing on your bike every single week? I do 7.3 miles here and 7.3 miles back. Wow, and a that's, day! That's a day, and that's seven days a week. <laughs> Talk to me about what it's like on the roads out there for you, because often people will blame you when there's problems out there, you being the cyclist. So from your perspective on your bike, uh, what's it like out there? In the mornings, it's not a problem. Uh, you can ride on the roads, it's OK. But in the afternoon, like you say, it's, it's just hectic. People want to get home, want to pick up their kids and everything. Yeah, we do get 
you know, the looks and all that, but um, at the end of the day, we have the right to share the road. Mm. Uh, if we're visible, then there shouldn't be any problems. Have you heard all sorts directed at you simply because you're trying to get home on your bike? I've had a couple of people shout a bit of abuse, but you just ignore them. Uh, and what did you do wrong? Well, as far as I'm concerned, nothing. I'm just riding on the road. Maybe I, maybe I made him slow down or, you know, he had to, he had to go around me or, mm-hmm. or something like that, but I just ignore him. And just lastly, do you feel safe out there? Uh, to a certain degree, yes. I mean, don't get me wrong, you do get your dodgy drivers, as mm. I call them. Um, but, yeah, I'd say mm. 75 80% safe. Today, Justin, we are going to celebrate mm. the magic of the cyclist. But we're neither, we're not, there are some idiot cyclists, of course yeah. there are. Yeah. But, but, oh, they always jump through uh, red lights. <laughs> I've seen more cars, I've seen more buses jump through red lights than I've seen cyclists well. do it. And do you know what? Mm. I, we're not condoning breaking the law. I understand why they're jumping through red lights on bikes. Why? Well, to get to places quicker. And yeah. also, if the road is clear, I kind of think, I think we need to look at the laws of the land, Justin. And I think yeah. that maybe cyclists, if the road is clear, then they should be allowed to go through red lights. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. And do you know what? I experience more problems on the road with pedestrians who are either reading a book or that they could be on their phone, they've this got headphones, it. and that they are not paying attention at all. Those people, in my experience of being a driver, cause more I problems on the roads than people on bikes. Pedestrians. I hate pedestrians. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A413 in Gerrards Cross, there's a lane closed between Oxford Road and Kingsway northbound because of a police incident. And in Palmer's Green on the North Circular Road, that's starting to build up. There's been an accident there at the Clockhouse Interchange, so it's looking really slow in both directions. In East Hyde on London Road, there's some temporary traffic lights at Newlands Road, so that could cause some delays later on. And looking at the speed sensors in Milton Keynes, it's still really quiet this morning, but on standing way at the Kingston Roundabout, there's roadworks, so expect delays there. No problems reported on the trains this morning so far. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. David Cameron says he's delighted that renegotiations with the EU over Britain's membership are finally underway. European leaders have also agreed to relocate tens of thousands of migrants who've arrived in Italy and Greece. The chair of the Milton Keynes Private Hire Association has resigned after claiming the councillor who vouched for a serial rapist is himself driving a taxi. Liberal Democrat Mayor Subhan Shafiq was forced to stand down after giving Nadim Kiani a reference. Police in Bedfordshire say two men have been arrested following an incident near to Junction 12 of the M1 yesterday afternoon. One of the men was injured. And MPs on the HS2 Select Committee are making a second visit to Buckinghamshire this morning, talking to people affected by the proposed route of the high-speed line. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The draw for Wimbledon takes place today with Andy Murray seeded third in the men's singles. The tournament starts on Monday. Milton Keynes Dons players return to training today to start preparations for the new season in the Championship. The squad will report to Stadium MK for fitness tests ahead of their pre-season training camp in Ireland. Australia's cricketers continue their Ashes preparations today against Kent at Canterbury. Yesterday the tourists reached 348 for three as Pat Murphy reports. When the lowest completed score of the day is 56, you could say it was a satisfactory start to the tour for the Australians. It's hard to know which of Chris Rogers and Sean Marsh impressed more in their bid to be David Warner's opening partner for the Cardiff Test. But in their contrasting fashion, they put on 181. 
Rogers 84, Marsh 114, and then Steve Smith came into play with his usual dash and gusto, ending 71 not out. Michael Clark punched some crunching off drives in his 56. Today, it'll eventually be the bowler's turn to try to impress their captain. And Nicola Adams has made more boxing history. She's added European Games gold to her Olympic and Commonwealth titles. Great Britain also won a further six swimming medals to move up to third in the overall table. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. This is Nick Coffer. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you uh, want to give us a call. Do you know what? I enjoyed that so much. I'm going to have a little bit of... Um... Yeah, why not?
down. All right, love, calm down. Now, uh, uh, so uh, lots of uh, people, including young Kelly Betts, have gone to, um, um, uh, well, it's not even in Glastonbury. It's in, is it Pilton? It's in Pilton, the Glastonbury Festival. Right. So they've gone there. Right. To um, look at a load of rubbish bands, take a load of drugs uh, and sleep in a tent. I mean, sounds awesome. Um, And here's the thing, right? And I wonder if Kelly will come back doing this. You always see uh, these people, these dirty, dirty people with these wristbands. Mm -hmm. All these. And some people, they wear the wristband for a little, you know, for a little bit. Some of them, you see like really crusty people, the white dreads. Brigade, brigade. Well, they've got like twenty of these dirty things on there. It's not. It's like I wouldn't do that if I went to a hospital. I wouldn't come out <laughs> wearing my hospital tag. Like a badge of honour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes it. You know, it's it's kind of the same thing. Music festival wristbands slowly turn into germ factories. Germ factories. Well, gosh. Yeah. Which could leave unlucky wearers covered in boils or infected cuts. Scientists. Has this ever happened to anybody? Scientists yesterday who have now worked out why... Bring it in! Who is that? Danny. Not a clue. Bring... Coffee? Yes, please. Yeah. Just stop answering, stop answering back. I mean... No, no worries, we're just doing a radio show. There you go. Oh, honestly. It's just... No respect. All good? Just... Who is she? I don't know. Looks a bit like me. Unbelievable. Um, uh, anyway, as well as causing boils, the bacteria could get into cuts and grazes, cause food poisoning. What? How could you get food poisoning from a strap on your wrist? You're not eating it. Food poisoning is food. Hey, I had salmon for the first time last night. What did you think? It was all right. I like it. Yeah, it was all right. That's like phase two fish. Well yeah, done. it was all right. Never had salmon before. It was all right. The ne- kids were eating it. I went, I'll have some- let me have some of that, son. Oi. Next stop, tuna steaks. No, I'm not even going for tuna. Problems arise because fans often wear their beloved bands for many months as fashion items. Some flaunt five at a go. I've seen more than five, you scumbags. Tests on tube. Oh, you dirty, dirty so-and-so. Tests on two bands on a fan's wrist since the Reading Festival in 2013 showed they were home to around 9,000 micro-cocky and 2,000 strapplecocky bacteria. Around 175,000 fans, and they put it into context, will be at the Glastonbury Festival today, where big-name acts, including Kanye West and The Who, will be performing. You dirty... Gets, I can say that. I've said it. I mean, it, oh it is just take them off. Take them off. Filth, yeah, filth bags. Filth. Could you? What's it? What's his name? Danny. Danny, could you not get tickets for Glastonbury? Sorry, I was talking to a caller. Oh, flipping it, mate. Talking to callers now. Who does he think he is? Uh, who does he think he is? Um, the uh, the the phone operator. Um, have you found anything in the papers yeah, that I you've have. had for 30 seconds? Yeah, Thanks, Joss! I have. Brits are being urged to give up their digital gadgets for 24 hours this weekend. Parenting website myfamilyclub.co.uk hopes its National Unplugging Day will help families to enjoy an old-style ah! family day only Sunday. Try that coffee. What? Is that not rank? No, I don't think Try it is. Try my coffee. <laughs> 
Well, I can't. I'm not. Just have a little sip of it. Try that. This might tip me back into the caffeine. What is that? Yours tastes funny. I don't want. Yours what tastes rusty. Done, what have you done to me, coffee? I think one of them is decaf, but I got confused on the way in. So what did you do? Just wee in it or something? <laughs> no. One of I you bet you've got, got mine. Maybe swap swap brands. See if you like each other's. I don't dislike it. Well, good. No, mate. No, no, mate. No. no I've, now I've got the taste of metal in my mouth. It is metal, isn't it? Where did you get that water from? Um, the kettle. No. Oh, yeah. no, no, we don't use the kettle. We've got a hot tap. We've got a boiling hot tap What's now. What's the point of having a kettle? Exactly. exactly. That. that. No, 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 no. We've got a work experience. Send a worky out on it. Go on. Unbelievable. What is, going, what is the attitude of young people these days? Unbelievable. Anyway, go on. Yeah, what? so anyway, switch off your devices. I don't know. I don't, saying that they want to return to the old style family day on Sunday. Sundays used to be really boring. Yeah, I, I, I am going to plug in more gadgets. Hey, getting rid of getting rid of Sky in my house. Really? Getting rid of Sky. I phoned him up. Can I get rid of you? Not until August. All right. See you then. So I said, see you then. She said, "What? Well, why do you want to get rid of this?" I said, "Because I don't watch you now. It's Amazon and Netflix, isn't it?" She went to give you a discount. I said, "No, nah, too late." Too late. Go okay. give you a discount. I said, "No, nah, too late, love." They always chase you once you're already going. Yeah. She said, give you I said, no, it's too late for a discount. Anyway. You wait in August, they'll be begging. You get it, don't you? Yeah. Gerard's Cross, Amersham's Furious, mm. High Wycombe's a little bit miffed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this young lady doesn't get that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Gerald's Cross on Amersham Road. There's a lane closed northbound between Oxford Road and Kingsway. That's because of a police incident that's been going on for a few days there. In New Southgate on the A406 North Secular Road, there are queues between Coney Hatch Lane and the Clockhouse Interchange after reports of an accident at the Clockhouse Junction. Looking at the speed sensors in Dunstable and it's still very quiet, but there are roadworks going on in Church Streets. They're at the junction for the High Street, so that could cause some delays later on this morning. And also there are roadworks on the A413 in Wendover Dean in both directions between Chesham Lane and Leather Lane and are looking at the train departure boards there aren't any delays showing up at the moment Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much Sammy 6.46 it is uh, Friday the 26th of June, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio David Cameron says he's delighted that renegotiations with the EU over Britain's membership are finally underway. The chair of Milton Keynes, the Milton Keynes Private Hire Association has resigned after claiming the councillor who vouched for a serial rapist is himself driving a taxi. And police in Bedfordshire say two men who've been, uh, have been arrested following an incident near to Junction 12 of the M1 yesterday afternoon. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We're seeing a few outbreaks of just a light patchy drizzle just towards, uh, well, western areas, really, of the three counties. That's what we can expect to see over the next couple of hours or so. It won't be completely dry, just a little bit of drizzle falling from the thickest of the cloud. There's a lot of cloud around today, a much cloudier day than we saw yesterday, but it's still feeling quite warm and muggy despite the relative lack of sunshine. We've got high humidity levels at the moment. So uh, with a bit of brightness, perhaps this afternoon, we'll still see temperatures rise up to around 21 or even 22 
2 degrees Celsius and there will be some brighter spells at times just the risk of a bit of drizzle so not completely dry although most places will stay dry for most of the day uh, what we might also see is just into the late afternoon perhaps one or two um, big uh, big rain clouds start to form just as we get a little bit of heating but they'll tend to be very very isolated I suspect so most places dry for most of the day a little bit of drizzle as I said and lots of cloud overnight tonight we're going to see um, in, into the evening a very weak cold front go through so it will feel a bit cooler tonight than it has done in recent nights and a fresher feel to things tomorrow but tomorrow if you've got something planned it's going to be a lovely day lots of sunny spells around and uh, despite the fresh feel um, obviously the sunshine will help the temperature rise and we're probably looking at highs of around 23 or even 24 degrees celsius tomorrow so all in all it's not going to be a bad day uh, sunday a little bit worse though we'll start off on a bright note a dry bright note but things are going to cloud over quite quickly we'll get a few spots of rain possibly into the late afternoon and then um, as we head into next week maybe one or two isolated showers on monday but again a pretty nice day temperatures are going to start to climb by tuesday and wednesday we could be looking at temperatures quite close to 30 degrees that's the forecast Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio.
Stetson. I don't want to film on something because I haven't got one. People who look old now. David Byrne looks very, very old. Dean Gaffney looks older than 37. That's what he's claiming he is these days, 37 years old. He's always had an older face than his body, hasn't he? Gaffney takes less than a second to accept return as EastEnders Robbie. All right, um, Dean, it's uh, EastEnders. I'll do it! You sure you're not busy? I'll do it! You're not busy? I'll do it! What is it? Making tea on the set of East... I'll do it! Dean Gaffney will be back as Robbie Jackson on EastEnders 12 years after leaving Albert Square. The actor, 37, said he took less than a second to say, I'll do it! When he asked to return, he was asked when asked to return for six episodes at the end of the summer. Although sadly, Robbie's loyal dog Wellard is no more. Well, no, he died on the show, didn't he? He died on the show. Filming starts next month for the scenes, which will be tied in with the departure of Lindsay Coulson, fifty-five, who plays his uh, mum Carol. <laughs> show boss Dominic Treadwell Collins told him Robbie had been overlooked for too long and was needed to give Carol a fitting send-off. Dean said. This is Dean Gaffney, who's not done anything for ages, right? He did a lot of clubbing, didn't he, for a while? A lot of clubbing, and he did did a lot of models. (laughs) Dean said he has uh, long wanted to return home to Walford and hopes to stay on. He joked, I'm going to get Dom drunk tonight and see if he'll elongate it. What? What a (laughs) weird sentence. Elongate what? He said he was in a supermarket with Coronation Street star pal Ryan Thomas when the EastEnders offer came in. He said, I wasn't really supposed to say anything, but Ryan's always known I've wanted to come home, so we were both over the moon. Robbie left Walford to go to India for a new life with widow Nita in 2003. He's been back twice, the last time in 2010 for Sister Bianca's wedding when he revealed Nita was pregnant. Oh, so he'll have a kid. All right. And a woman with big boobies um, uh, is the front page of The Sun. Big, well, she's a big fat lady with massive boobies. Mm-hmm. Um, at a car crash, her boobies saved her. Front page of Britain's biggest selling newspaper, dear listener. The front page, for goodness sakes. What you got? Squeezy does it as Gymnast 7 leaps to rescue, right? I'm having to ride the faders every time somebody else speaks really? in here. I'm, okay. Yes, OK. Little Martha Salisbury has been hailed a hero after she came to the aid of a stricken pensioner by squeezing through a tiny gap in the window. What oh. actually happened was everyone oh. was thinking, how on earth do we get this to this poor old lady? She's there on the floor, we can't get through. Ah, there's a small person, let's use her. Yeah. Thankfully, she's bendy. Martha Seven used her gymnastic skills to help police officers who were too large to get into the woman's home. Broken Britain. Emergency services couldn't find a way into the property either after the woman suffered a fall. Then an officer spotted young Martha in the crowd as she watched the drama unfold with her family. They posted her through the window. Well, speaking of getting stuck in things, Justin, Mm. there's a fella... This is a great picture. Page three of The Sun. No. 
Boozy golfer's head wedge. Hole bin one. Oh. Prankster stuck after a few too many rounds. Right, so you know you get the council bins, right, where it's yeah. like a, a black cylinder. I can see one from here. There's a black cylinder. It's got a lid on the top, and there's, like, holes around the side you put your rubbish in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's put his head in just. Why has he done that? Because he's drunk, and he so, plays golf. Those two things equal <laughs> idiot. <laughs> yes. Tipsy golfer Dave Sayers landed in the rough when he wedged his head in a bin. Dave, 49, had drunk 12 cans of strong lager and cider during a charity golf day. <laughs> I, love, I love the emphasis on strong. Brilliant. <laughs> he pretended to throw his clubs away after a dodgy shot, but they would not fit in the bin, so he put his head inside. <laughs> Dave spent 10 minutes stuck as laughing pals filmed him. They eventually smeared him in Vaseline to get him out. <laughs> Businessman Dave said, when I'm in a silly mood... I do silly things. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you absolute massive plum. <laughs> what are we going to send Delia out for the rest of the show on? Uh, what have you been stuck in? Can you? Well, no, you what couldn't get something on that, could you? What well, you I don't know. What about what have you squeezed into? What have you squeezed into? What have you been stuck in? Yeah, leave it with me, yeah. No, no problem. All right, I'm thinking of your trousers. Oh, All yeah. Right. Do you need Vaseline to get out of those? <laughs> do you leave my trousers alone. Do you talc up before you climb in? No, I have got uh, three pots of Vaseline in my bag, though, just in case. Thanks for calling. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just uh, outrageous. All right, so this morning, what have you got stuck in? What have you squeezed yourself in? Of course, as always, your Solemworth of Hemworth stories, Lenny Henry, as you may know him as. And today, we are celebrating the magic of the cyclists. I've, dis I've, I've too long, for too long, have we suffered the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, and I have uh, lain on the soft side of just dissing cyclists, because that's what I'm supposed to do in my job. But I hadn't actually formed an opinion on it, and I apologise. I have formed an opinion on cyclists now. I think they're all right. I think they're all right. I've, I, I think there are some idiot cyclists, of course, um, but I've, I've seen uh, more uh, uh, drivers and more pedestrians committing acts. Flip it. You drive through London, the number of idiots just walking in the middle of the street. Just walk out the way, and then you beat them, and they give you the fingers, they do the, that sign, they do that sign. They do all of the signs. Some of them I don't even know because they're foreign signs, and it really is. Pedestrians, I think, are the... the we, they're a menace. We need to get rid of the pedestrians in this country. That's where the campaign begins. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to get busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And in Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road, it's slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout now. The A1's also looking quite slow southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane at Stirling Corner. And in Gerrard's Cross on the A413, there's still a lane closed northbound there between Oxford Road and the Kingsway. There's no reports of any problems on the train so far, though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Do you Radio. seriously not get it? Are you playing... Are you kind of like being Sid Little get, to my I Eddie get, Large? No, no, I get And Maybe I don't get it because I don't think it's very good. It doesn't matter. It's a Gerrard's Cross, but what about the others? Right, so Gerrard's Cross, yeah. Uh, yeah Amersham's Furious Who's and Amersham? High Wycombe's a little bit miffed. Who are those people? Are they they're, not pe players, they're not people, mate. They're not people. They're places. Well, places can't be cross. No, well, Gerrard's Cross, though. Yeah, he is. No, but it's a... He's got a lane closed, so he will be. Can we get... Can you, is, is there anyone else that can do the bulletin at quarter past? Why? Yeah. Local.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Cameron delighted with EU talks, Milton Keynes' taxi row reignited and two arrested after incident at M1 Junction 12. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron says he's delighted that renegotiations with the EU over Britain's membership are finally underway. Talks at the summit in Brussels went into the early hours of the morning, with the issue of migrants and the Greek debt also on the agenda. Mr Cameron said it was a positive start. It's been a long night and we've discussed some very important subjects, but uh, above all I'm delighted that the process of British reform and renegotiation and the referendum that we're going to hold, that process is now properly underway. People always say to me these things uh, aren't possible, you'll never get them done. Well, once again, we've proved we will get them done. We've started that process and it's underway. European leaders have also agreed to relocate tens of thousands of migrants who've arrived in Italy and Greece. They will be moved to other EU states over the next two years on a voluntary basis. The chair of the Milton Keynes Private Hire Association has resigned after claiming the councillor who vouched for a serial rapist is himself driving a taxi. Liberal Democrat Mayor Subhan Shafiq was forced to stand down after giving Nadim Kiani a reference. Police in Bedfordshire say two men have been arrested following an incident near to Junction 12 of the M1 yesterday afternoon. One of the men was injured. A number of road closures were put in place after the incident just before 4.30. Sergeant Chris Kent is from Bedfordshire Police. Investigated an incident where two vehicles have been involved. One person's been injured and uh, two people have been arrested. Certainly not a collision. We're not quite sure what's caused it at the moment or what's led to this, this incident happening. So I can't really clarify too much at the moment. MPs on the HS2 Select Committee are making a second visit to Buckinghamshire this morning, talking to people affected by the proposed route of the high-speed line. Today they're in the north of the county, visiting Claydon House, Waddesdon Manor and Common Speaker John Burko's Buckingham constituency. Meanwhile, rail passenger groups have criticised the government's decision to put various schemes on hold, including the electrification of the Midland Main Line north of Bedford. The Thameslink improvements remain, but Linda McCord from the passenger group Transport Focus said the the alterations would be a blow for rail travellers. Passengers are just going to be so disappointed with all of this. After all, as passengers, we paid more and more fares each year. And part of that was that we were expecting lots of improvements to be made that were going to make our trains more punctual and reliable. It would be extremely disappointing to hear that some of that planned improvement is now not on track. Tributes have been paid to the actor Patrick McNee, who's died in America at the age of 93. He was best known for playing the debonair secret agent John Steed in the 1960s series The Avengers. In sport, the draw for Wimbledon takes place today, with Andy Murray seeded third in the men's singles. The tournament starts on Monday. The weather, cloudy, warm and humid, with some showers spreading east later on. A maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I would not say yes, but I certainly would not say no. Mm. That's the correct answer. Morning, guys. Thank you, Simon. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Taxis! Taxi! Luton! And anything you wish to call in about, please, 03 459 455 555. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. going to the march tomorrow. Catherine, you're going to go to the march with all those racists tomorrow in Luton? Fancy some of that? Anybody? Oh, dearie, dearie me. It's, we've, we've, there's a horrible bunch of um, right-wing fascists uh, marching in Luton tomorrow, and we've kind of had people say, are you going to mention this story? And we've de- uh, we have deliberately um, kind of, well, I'm mentioning it now, I know slightly, uh, but I'm explaining why we're not mentioning it, if you get my uh, banana. Uh, we're deliberately not mentioning it because I'm so tired of giving these these idiots airtime. Whenever there's an EDL story that we've done, I think the first one I did willingly, and after that I would always go, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And sometimes we didn't have to do it, and sometimes our hand was forced, and we had to we had to cover it. And I've always regretted covering those stories and giving those idiots airtime. Uh, and there's this horrible... Re- I mean, they're even worse than the EDL. Who'd have thought of doing a, a silly march in Luton tomorrow? They're just, they're just stirring it up. They're just stirring it up. And we were offered the chance to talk about it as... Uh, I mean, if you want to phone in about it, you can. But, we, we, you know, for it to be a story that we would do every hour, and I just don't want to. I just don't want to d- d- draw attention to those idiots, you know. And I, the, the reason I'm drawing attention to those idiots now is kind of saying that this isn't some sort of cover-up, this isn't some sort of... Um, uh, conspiracy that we're not talking about it was kind of mine and Kath's decision not to talk about them and not to make it a news story and not to get a guest on and it's in the bulletins that's it, enough isn't it yeah it's in the bulletins it, uh, you know I mean JVS may talk about it later on I don't know that's his show and that's absolutely fine If he cho- nothing to do with me if he chooses to do that um, but we just decided oh, no. I don't really you know oh really you know the kind of idiots that are going to go to that I don't really want them phoning up my show the other thing is, if you, you're advertising the demonstration, aren't you? Yeah, you know. I mean, if you if you want to phone up and talk about it, and you've got something interesting and um, uh, original to say, uh, well, they should be allowed to protest. Yeah, they should be allowed to. Of course, they shouldn't. That's the great thing about this country is that they are allowed to. Yeah, but the Muslims are allowed to protest. Yeah, well, they should be allowed. You know, everyone should be allowed to protest. I don't really mind. I just don't want to. We could have got a guest on. We could have got one of them on. We could have got, a, you know, um, a, a, a Muslim community leader. We could have got all of these people that don't really mean anything. It's just silly. I don't want to... Also, you know, haven't we had that conversation before? Again and again and again and again and again. So, um, not on this show. If you want to phone up, talk about it. You can do. But we ain't going with it because I just, you know, there, there's, there's more to life than um, uh, letting um, uh, people know... There are a load of racists are coming to your town. So you better get ready. Some racists are coming to your town. Dennis is in Dunstable. Good morning. Good morning, Den Den Den. And I'm not ringing up to say anything about these idiots in Luton. Good for you, sir. What about I, the idiots I in Dunstable? Agree with you totally. And before we go any further, yep. I'd like to thank you for paying my fare. I didn't <laughs> thank you properly. <laughs> I'll pay that. But the other thing is, yeah, your daft joke about... Hello, it's Catherine again. Oh, hang on, sorry, that was... Yes, go on. The, the, the Gerrard's Cross, Amersham's Furious, and High yes, Wycombe's Slightly Miffed. Also, now you're in Dunstable. Remember, we've got an Eleanor's Cross. Oh! You see, it's, it's nothing... You know, it's nothing great. It's nothing massive. It's a nice little joke, isn't it? That's right. But this one, she was very cross because she was dead. It was, uh, I think, I think oh it was Ellen and Amanda You've taken, it's taken a dark turn, hasn't it, Den? No, well, they, but she would, they were bringing the body down from wherever she died. Oh, uh, wherever they stopped, they put a cross up. So Where is it in to, the three counties that there's a body hidden in the roof of a bank? Uh, I think it was we, in uh, Stevenage area. It was Stevenage, wasn't it? There's a there's a dead body in the roof of a probably Barclays or something. Yeah, there's yeah. probably a few under the floorboards, uh, judging by Barclays' recent behaviour. Oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> I'm full of it today, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, well, you're doing well. You're thank, thank you very nice much. Friday. Friday. It's a nice Friday. Although don't it's cloudy. Forget, don't forget the stocks at West Street as well. OK, I'm going to cut you off now, Dennis. Bye-bye. There we go. Uh, I'm, I, that reminds me. Uh, it, uh, it, it's, cr- it's clouding over. I'm going to the other place. I'm going to Birmingham today. So, uh, d- 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 Catherine, send me a text to remind me to film the gentleman in the pink one-piece lycra suit. Remind me to film that guy. We need to see that. We, I know. I'm scared because it means... I have we, got, have we got a guest for this next, Ben? No. Guess what? Not answering. He's gone out on a job. Taxi driver that we were speaking to about his beef. This is the taxi driver that wanted us to talk about why he'd resigned from a position because of something that had happened mm-hmm. and he's not going to come on and talk about it. No. Well, it's one of those shows where nothing goes the way you plan. I've left a message on his answer phone. Maybe it's an oversight. Maybe we'll get it back. But mm. it's a bit Alan Border, isn't it? Oh, there we go. I, I know what... Yes, Steve! Hello, morning. I, I, I knew that I... Basically, what I did, Steve, <laughs> was I stood on top of um, the uh, police building in Gotham City and I flashed yeah. the bat symbol. <laughs> I flashed the bat symbol and you saw it and you responded immediately, Stephen. Yeah, too right. I'm livid. What, what are you livid about, mate? Well, what right have the police and the council got to try and put an injunction on them two people in Britain first? We've got a right. We've been told for years. Dave? Children, you have a, we live in a democracy. We're allowed hello? to protest. Yeah. Have they have, listen, at listen. the end of the day, if, someone, yes, if they don't like, people don't like our views, people's views, You should go back to a Muslim country. Well, here's the thing, right? The the, on, the, the the racist idiots that are marching tomorrow, they've got a right to well, protest. Well, hold on, hold on. We're no. going racist. We're sticking up for the British way of life. We're not... We're not racist as such, it's just oh. we don't like people that are don't... That have got different colours skin. Our, they're not compatible to Great Britain and they should not be here. So you, are, you are, me- are you a member of, of Britain First? No, but I support the okay. right wing because I'm fed up with the left wing and the mi- middle... And the Muslims. You're fed up with the Muslims. That's what you're fed yeah, up with. I don't want them here. No, of course not. And that's not. To our way of life. And, that's, and, that's not, and you're right. You're right. You're right, Steve. That's that's not. That's, that's my not, opinion. Steve, and I have a right of opinion. If Steve, the police don't like it, tough. Steve, the government don't like it. Steve, stuff, Steve, not Steve. You're right, and that's not racist. You're right, and that's not racist. Um, no, Brit, the, the, these idiots that are marching tomorrow—they've got every right to protest. Just ha- just as the council and the police have got the right to try and get an injunction to stop it. What's the point of throwing? What's the point of throwing democracy down people's throat no. for thirty, forty years? No. And you're allowed to do this, and when you no. go and do it, they go and stop it. No, but they haven't stopped. No, I mean, it. just because you're upsetting, no. hello, upsetting hello. a bunch of foreigners. So what? They Stephen. upset me by well, living here. Okay, and that's you're right, Steve. That's not racist. Now, no, exactly. no, you're it's right. You're right. My wages, they're nicking the job. You're right, Steve. That's not racist. Now, the thing is, as far as I'm aware, the injunction didn't work, did it? So. The, the march is happening. Well, I'm not sure yet. I haven't found out. Right? OK, well, as far as I'm aware, the, 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 the march is uh, is still happening, right? OK. Good, happy days. Um, I don't think Fonzie's going to be there. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. I, I can speak your, I can speak your language. You? you would get more sense out of the Fonzie. Now, uh, it, it is their right to protest, and I, su- I support everyone's right to protest, just as it is the police's right and the council's right to uh, try and get an injunction to stop it. It's their right. No, it's no, the that's, that's no. authoritarian. That's dictatorship. Well, why, why okay. give with one well, and take not, with the other? Well, it's not dictatorship. It's, it's the legal system. It, well, it and is, also, me, you know is. why... You, now, now, listen, Steve. You know why... 
they're doing it tomorrow, don't you? You know why they want to do the march oh. tomorrow, and you know why. I, the I, police... I I'm not Are you going to let me go finish your sentence, me. Steve? Are you going to let me finish? Yeah, go on. Thank you, buddy. You know why these racists? Sorry. These people that don't no, you, want... Well, why do you slander everyone with race? You're anyway, right. What's wrong you're with looking right. after the white race? You're right. What's wrong you're with liking your own race anyway? Steve, you are absolutely right, and I, I retract that immediately, and I apologise. These people that don't want brown people in our country that are marching it's tomorrow... To do with brown people or white people. Oh, it's okay. the way people live here. You're right. Sorry, Steve. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. It's not a racist organisation. <laughs> These people that don't want um, stinking foreigners that eat different food uh, in this it's country... It's to do with the food, right. is it, you pillar? You know why they've chosen tomorrow, and you know why the police have got the injunction, have tried to get an injunction for tomorrow. Well, I don't. Go on, tell me. Because Luton and Harmony are kind of having a bit of a thing, so oh, it, it it could be perceived, it could be perceived, Steve, that these yeah. people who are definitely not racist um, could be trying to cause a little bit of trouble. You must, well, they do it when. When the EDL and the BNP had marches, you had the uh, anti-fascist. So that, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter if there's ten different marches. Well, no, it does matter regions, ever so slightly. When Luton in Harmony... Luton in Harmony. Luton's, Luton is a dive. It's a dump. It's a ghetto. And why? Because of all the foreigners that live in there. And that's not right. Not all of them. There are some, don't get me wrong, there's some nice people. There's some the ones that, English people. The ones that play football and run fast for bit. us. What's that? The ones that play football and run fast for us, we can keep those ones. No, I, I don't want Mo Farrow in the athletics. He's a Somalian. How can he be British? He's not okay. British. How dare okay. he run for Britain? Okay, Mo Farrow. Yeah, okay, right. Well, he is. He's a Somalian. Well, How can you class him as British? He's not called Mo Farrow, that's for sure. Anyway. Well, he's called something else. I don't know. He's called something else. Yeah, he's, he's, he's called Mo Farrow. But that's fine. That's fine, Steve. That's absolutely fine. Listen, none of the views that you've expressed this morning, Steve, are racist. Well, to do with race, it's a different way of life, compatibility to You're this right. country, living the way right. we live. If and people don't want to live the way we live, get them out. Not no. worried, okay. not interested. Steve, it's, it's so lovely at quarter yeah, past... I bet it is. Yeah. It's so <laughs> lovely, Steve, at uh, 7.14 on a Friday morning to hear such... Good. I don't can, care what time of day it is, mate. Can I, fin- can I finish a sentence or, or not? Well, if you like... It's so refreshing, Stephen, at 7.14 on a Friday morning to hear so much love and joy in your heart for your, yeah, your fellow, for your fellow, for your fellow, I'm going to finish the sentence, I'm going to finish the sentence, I'm going to finish the sentence for your fellow man. Fellow stop. man, when the, so you need to get over and revolve the population and might get to work quicker. <laughs> Right, on that note, I shall have a lovely day tomorrow. I'm sure you will. Fantastic. Uh, And uh, I know JBDC, who's tweeted in, Islam isn't a race. I know. I said he wasn't being... uh, 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 He spelled Islam wrong. Um, I I, I was saying he wasn't being racist. I don't know what your problem is, guys. Nothing nothing that was said there was racist. And uh, the the organisation that are marching tomorrow... They're not racist. Hey, guys, you know... They just don't want foreigners here. That's all. And they're going on a day when Luton is celebrating its diversity. Hmm. I wonder if that might cause a little bit of trouble, huh? 03459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
getting busier on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. It's also busy in Bricketwood and the North Orbital Road around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And in Dunstable it's looking a little slow on Church Street where the roadworks are at the junction for high, the High Street North. On the on the speed sensors, having a look at Aylesbury, that's quite slow on Elmhurst Road in both directions between the A41 and Burton Road. And also having a look at the A413, that's moving fine northbound in Gerrard's Cross, but there is a lane still closed there between Oxford Road and Kingsway. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.16, it's Friday the 26th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron says the renegotiation of Britain's relationship with the European Union is now properly underway. Bedfordshire police go to the High Court today in a bid to place further restrictions on a demonstration in Luton tomorrow by the far-right group Britain First. And MPs on the HS2 Select Committee are making a second visit to Buckinghamshire this morning, talking to people affected by the proposed route of the high-speed line. Every weekday morning... One's partially closed and the others didn't operate at all. I have contacted other companies who do it professionally, and they said it should have been anchored down. The JVS Show. It was looked over by the garage and they told me, do not move the vehicle anywhere, it's a complete death trap. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I'm getting nowhere. I've tried on numerous occasions to talk to the manager of this company. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. So they said, we're going to contact the customer, we're going to have a chat, and we're going to make a, a gesture to that customer. And we could do the same for you. Without your programme, I don't know what you'd do in the morning. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee yes, on BBC yes, Three yes. Counties now, Radio. Yesterday, oh, yesterday we had a nice phone call from um, Audrey, who uh, was very upset that um, uh, people were getting knocked to and fro by cyclists in Bedford. I think it was. Uh, when I asked if it happened to her, she said, well, actually, no, it hadn't. And then when I asked if she knew people it had happened to, she said, well, th- to be honest, no. But I bet it is happening. I bet it is going on. She was absolutely furious, and it's kind of got me thinking about my attitude towards cyclists, and I thought, well, maybe we'll have a, a little chitty chat about this. I'm joined now by uh, Graham Knight, who's Secretary of Hertfordshire Wheelers Cycling Club, and also Brian Gregory, who is... Uh, oh, have we got um, Graham yet? Is Graham there? Where is... Which fader is Graham going... Oh, he's there. Thank you very much, indeed. Uh, and also Brian Gregory, one of the directors and founding members of the Alliance of British Drivers. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Graham, let's start with you. Do do cyclists get a raw deal? I I think sometimes. The the, the word some is uh, important in all of this, that some cyclists uh, cycle very badly, some drivers drive very badly. Um, But drivers driving very badly cause a great deal of danger to cyclists. And, of course, cyclists driving very badly cause a great deal of danger to to, uh, uh, pedestrians and other road users, don't they? Well, when I get off my bike and get into my car, I end up being in charge of something that weighs about 20 times as much, has about 500 times the power, and about 250 times the the energy that will be absorbed by anything I hit. So the the level of responsibility I carry when I'm driving a car is hugely greater than that when I'm... Do you really think so? I would have thought anybody using the road carries the same amount of responsibility. I mean, clearly, if you're in charge of a of a large and potentially lethal piece of equipment, 
you need to take a great deal more care than you, you do if you're in charge oh. of something that, that is much less lethal. Oh, do you think so? Well, uh, do, do you think that, uh, that carrying a walking stick carries as much responsibility as carrying a gun? I, I don't see the connection. Did you not see the footage well, well, of that? One is much more lethal than the other. Um, no, but it, it's it, it, apples and oranges. D did you not see the video of that lad dragging that little girl along on the bike? I didn't. It was, it was in the papers about three or four weeks ago. It was a really big news story. Lad was riding his bike and a girl got caught up in his back wheel and got dragged along for a few feet. I, I would have thought Look, that anybody... Cyclists should not be on the pavement. I, I agree yeah, with you entirely. I just, but the thing but... is, though, if a, cyclist, if a cyclist pulls in front of me and I'm in my car, then I've got to swerve, and I could still hit someone. Of course you can hit someone with a, with a cycle. I, I've always assumed whatever mode of transport it is, even if I'm crossing the road as a pedestrian, if you're on the road, you've all got the same amount of responsibility, haven't you? One is a, a vulnerable to injury much, at a much greater level than the other. Um, if, Gosh, if, so taking the victim if you're, stance... If you're, if you're in charge of a, of a potentially lethal piece of equipment, you uh, have like a, a like a bicycle. Yes, you have some responsibility, but the more lethal Only some. Thing, is, the thing is, the more uh, the more potential Gosh. damage that it can do, the more responsibility you have. I'm really surprised by that attitude, Graham. Let's go to Brian Gregory from the Alliance of British Drivers. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Well, I'm with you on this, really, Ian. Um, <clears throat> I think it's everybody's responsibility to behave. Um, responsibly on the roads and I think by individual actions whether you're driving a lorry a car uh, cycling or whether you're a pedestrian you can put other road users at risk now I accept what Graham says that if you're driving a car if you if you do something which results in an impact on a, a vulnerable road user um, then they're going to come off worse. There's no question about that. But equally, if the vulnerable road user does things which are irresponsible, they can cause injury to themselves and to other people. So I think it's a shared responsibility. Everybody has the responsibility to drive, ride, cycle, walk as responsibly as, as they possibly and can. And that's right, isn't it, Graham? If I'm, a, if I'm a, a driving a car, I've got to be responsible for the speed and for making sure I'm paying attention. Uh, same thing with a bicycle, and I've got to stick to the laws and, and uh, whether I think they're right or wrong. Same as a pedestrian, or even as a parent, I've got to make sure that my kids don't run into the street, run into the road. That, that we, all, we all share a common responsibility, don't we? Of course we do. But you, you still have a much greater duty of care if you are the, the one who is potentially capable of causing the most harm. And when I'm in my car, I'm capable of creating much more harm than when I'm riding my bike. The same level of inattention on a bike is most likely to just result in me riding into a pothole and falling off. If well, use, well now level, come on. That's the same not, level of inattention in a that's car, not quite true. To kill somebody. It's uh, true. And I am very, very unlikely to kill anybody this when is I'm part riding of, my bicycle. This, well, if, you with can that, look at the statistics as to how many people yeah. get killed by bicycles each year. But people do get killed Most by bicycles. Very, very few. Well, exactly, but but but, but it could it be even less. If it could be even less, Graham, if they didn't all that. This is the this is part of the problem I think that that people have with cyclists. Okay, part of the perception is there appears to be quite often, I know there's been a horrible incident in London recently with, with another cyclist losing their life. I think it's eight this year in London, which is too, too terrible. But 
there appears to be uh, a, a slightly um, a slight arrogance, Graham, that some cyclists, not all, that some cyclists portray that they are they're saving the environment, that they're the victims, uh, and that everybody should give them a break. Would you agree with that, Graham? Well, you, you've, you've used the word "some," which is quite correct, but you, you haven't said what proportion. And to characterise all cyclists as having arrogant attitudes is quite ridiculous. That, that's why I've deliberately not done that. Yes, but, but you know, and, and, and unless we know what proportion it is, you, you're just basing your argument on, on anecdotes that get published in oh, and, uh, and newspapers. Well, and people, say, that oh, and people that I've interviewed. Well, that's anecdotal, isn't it? That's, that's not, that's, you, you've got no means of, of using that and projecting it onto the whole population. I'm, I'm not talking, but Graham, again, with the greatest of respect, um, Mr Knight, you're kind of doing it now. You're, you're on the you're on the defensive you're on the defensive back foot, and you're kind of playing the victim position ever so slightly. I'm not at all playing the playing the, the victim. Uh, what I'm saying is that I, I am both a, a cyclist and a driver, and I recognise that when I'm in control of 500 times the power, my responsibilities are much greater because I have much more potential for doing harm. I think that attitude is quite uh, dangerous, mm -hmm. Brian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can't agree with Graham on that. I've already stated my position, but I think the, the, the problem really, and I think the reason that cyclists um, in some ways feel they're getting a raw deal is if you think about it, if it's the same proportion of bad cyclists as it is of, of bad drivers, you know, a same, a fixed proportion, for argument's sake, say it's one or two percent, how many people cycle in the country? A million, right? So one percent of a million. You know, is a much smaller number than Brian, in, in defence of cyclists, right, in defence of cyclists, because I have, I've seen cyclists jumping through red lights, riding like idiots, okay? I've seen more car drivers and bus drivers jumping through red lights and driving badly than I've seen cyclists cycling badly. I've seen, if you drive through a big town, I've seen more pedestrians bumping into me as I'm walking down than you do in, in cyclists. Because there's a lot more pedestrians and car drivers than there are and if it's, if it's the same proportion of poor um, road users in each class, then there's going to be a lot more car drivers who are bad numerically. So cyclists are going to feel that all car drivers are bad drivers. Brian, I don't know if you've, I don't know what you've done to your phone. Have you gone to hands free or something? We're having a little bit of trouble hearing you. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got, got a frog in my throat. Oh, that's, well, that's, uh, okay. It just sounds like you're not quite near the phone. Um, the, the, Graham. Yeah. Do, do, do you? How difficult is it being a cyclist these days? I, I think you you have to get used to it. You have to uh, uh, build up some experience. Uh, I find, in, in fact, in uh, most of my cycling is done in rural areas. I find drivers generally very good, um, and that uh, they take care to pass when it's safe. In urban areas, it can be different. People are. I think are often frustrated by the amount of traffic they pass at, at quite ridiculous uh, moments without giving me enough space. Um, on the other hand, quite often, I'm the fastest vehicle on the road, so I'm passing then. Right, so I don't understand the point of being the fastest... You're, you're bragging. Well, be, be, because... Um, no, I'm not bragging. I'm, it's, it's, I'm only faster than them because they're going at about six miles an hour. Right. Um, because of the congestion. Right. Oh, I see, um, and, I see. and in fact, in, in congested traffic, you, you feel much safer as a cyclist. The, the, the difficult bits are when you get 
um, fast sort of gyratory systems where there's traffic uh, changing lanes at, at fairly high speeds. That's a very difficult environment for cyclists. And uh, we, we really, sh- if we want to encourage people to cycle, those are the sorts of situations we've got to deal with. And we do need, Brian, we do need to encourage people to cycle, don't we? If you drive in London or any of the big towns, it's an absolute flipping nightmare. It's dirty. It's horrible. You don't go more than eight miles an hour. If people cycled, we'd, uh, we'd be fitter. Uh, we'd get places uh, quicker, cheaper. Uh, well, it's a, it's a personal choice. Um, I, you know, I did a, a fair amount of cycling in my youth. In fact, I did a lot of sport in my youth. But now I've two artificial hips as a result, so um, I prefer to use my car. <laughs> you can't, bl- you can't blame Graham for your artificial hips. You know, if people want to cycle, that's great. If they want to use their car, that's fine. You know, why should we have this sort of pressure thing to force people to choose a mode of, of transport that they don't necessarily particularly want to use you should be free to choose the mode that that suits you best chap stay there the reason we're talking about this is because we had a a delightful call yesterday from audrey uh from bedford who was very upset about some of the things that she imagined was going on uh audrey joins us now good morning audrey i was not upset about things i imagined was going on well you 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 hadn't you hadn't seen them or or, or it hadn't happened to you had it just to clarify yes audrey will you please let me talk. I, yeah, you can. I just want to interruption. No, well, I'm going to have to interrupt just to clarify because I want to make sure that I, I hope well, you. Well, my first statement is that it is illegal to cycle on a pavement. Excellent, thank you. But none of these incidents that you were concerned about happened to you or your friends, had they? Just to clarify. Hang on. Yes, they have. Oh, sorry. Yesterday, I thought you said they hadn't. Uh, what I said was that nobody had been knocked down. Now, in High Street in Bedford yesterday, there are. Um, works going on with scaffolding and so on. Cyclists coming with the traffic flow on the but on the pavement yes. rode through two of them rode through the middle part of this construction and I had to walking up the high street in the opposite direction I had to step out of their way onto the road. Okay. Well, that's outrageous that that happened. I know. Well, that's why I'm so annoyed. Yes. You haven't given me a chance to explain. Well, I gave you ten and minutes that... yesterday, love. No, you didn't. You kept interrupting. Okay. Well, you. you okay. Well, you. Please. You, you, please. You've. Ex- you've ex- okay. Well, you've. Please. Ex- I've got a bit please. more. What? I've got a bit more. Then away you go. It is illegal to cycle on the pavement. That's repetition. Or. That's interruption. Let's hand it over to Paul Burton. No, it's illegal. But the only people who can do anything about it are the police. And there aren't any police out on the pavements in Bedford. Traffic wardens, unfortunately, do Mm. cross the town bridge because their headquarters are now in Cordwell Street. But they say to me they dare not say anything to the cyclists on the town bridge. Let me bring in my guest. Let me bring. Excuse me, no, no, no. I am interrupting because we are are bound by the constraints of time, and we have two other guests on the line, Audrey, Uh, Graham uh, Knight. Thank you for inviting me. No, you can come back. You can come back in. We've not finished. It's a conversation. Graham, uh, Secretary of Hertfordshire Wheelers Club, uh, Cycling Club, and I'm sure you wouldn't condone this kind of behaviour, would you, Graham? But it does give cyclists a bad name, doesn't it? Well, it, of course it does. And uh, no, I don't condone it. Cyclists should not be on the pavement. And I, I think it'd be, be interesting to ask people who cycle on the pavement, perhaps you can find one for your programme, why it is they cycle on the pavement. They, they must know it's illegal. They, they must know that it causes a lot of distress, particularly to uh, elderly people who uh, you know, are not so manoeuvrable. 
um, they should be in the road. Why aren't they in the road? I, I presume it's because they think it's dangerous to be in the road. And that's, that's something that has to be tackled. Why do they think that? It's, it's partly true and it's partly just a misperception on their part. They maybe need some training. That would be a useful thing for people, for cyclists to have. So they got more confident in cycling in the road. There's a lot that can be done with road layout and with, even mm. with paint on the road. Audrey, you're, you're chuckling at what Graham's saying. Why, why is that? Well, I walked along Cardington Road at about 8 o'clock the other evening. Two cyclists came down St. Mary's Street into Cardington Road on the path. There was no traffic at all. One was coming from the school in Cardington Road on the footpath. No traffic. I, 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 yeah, I don't know just, why they do it, Audrey. I, I really don't. don't. No, I, I mean, they shouldn't be doing it. Elderly people are uncertain enough on their feet anyway. A lot exactly. of them have wheelie things. If we step to the left or right to avoid something on the pavement, you know, damaged pavement stone or something, a cyclist is likely to come up behind us. I'm sorry for your sake that none of us have yet been hurt, but it is really scary for us, and it hurts our nerves and so on and so on. But we haven't been hurt physically. I'm so sorry. Well, don't. <laughs> I'm not encouraging you to do it, Audrey. I'm on your side. No, but I, don't I think they should I, be on the pavement. You weren't on my side when you said, "Have you been hurt?" No. no then I you've didn't. got no, that, no that, right. That was Ian. That was that was me. You're speaking to Audrey. You're speaking to Graham now, who's the cycling gentleman. Right. What? And I didn't say you had no right to complain. I just uh, Brian. Ian, this... Ian said to me yesterday, Hello. I had no right. Okay, until let me I just been hurt. Okay, Brian. But from I'm the vol- now oh. I'm volunteering to get hurt if you like. Well, you're not volunteering to get hurt. It's a silly thing to say, Audrey. Now, Brian. Um, uh, was a, who was his? Sorry. Was a silly thing to say. I to say no right to say to I'm volu- to say I'm volunteering to get hurt is a silly thing to say, isn't it? Saying I have no right to complain that's not because what, I haven't not, been hurt. No, I said volunteering to get hurt is... This, Audrey, come on, let's not go around in circles. Come yesterday, on, we're both... Yesterday, yesterday. OK. Brian, uh, from the Alliance of British Drivers, uh, the, cyclists do... That, you know, however much we have uh, good cyclists like Graham, uh, and there are lots of them. My father-in-law is a good cyclist. He loves it. There are the ones that, that give everyone else a bad name, aren't there, Brian? Well, there are, but as, as I said before, there's... Uh, there's bad drivers as well and, and bad pedestrians. And yep. I, you know, I would echo what Graham said earlier about uh, training, that we should really treat road use of any kind as a life skill and it should be taught in schools as part of the curriculum. Do they still teach, Graham, the cycling proficiency in school? Because I remember doing that when I was a kid. Excuse me, I taught that. Oh, do- of course you did. <laughs> I, I think the, um, the, the, there is still training. I, it's, not, it's certainly not compulsory that there is a scheme that's run by the, uh, an organisation called the CTC. I think they run it called Bikeability. And certainly in a lot of primary schools, they, they do do this. And it is trying to teach them how to cycle on the road. Uh, mm. I think one of the weaknesses of the old cycling proficiency was that it, it didn't actually take people out on the road. No. And it, it's, it's learning about the road and, and how motor traffic behaves that's the important thing that to, to give you confidence to cycle in traffic. Okay, uh, Audrey, I hope you feel that we've we've listened. We're, we're dedicating, you know, some huge chunks of the show to your concern today. Yes, thank you very much. The more airing it gets, the better. But I'm afraid that the it's it is mostly young lads, if I'm allowed to say so. You can say young lads. They, well, they they're not in contact with any of these cycling associations and so on. 
They just want to. We've got a tweet. If they want to. Can I read you a message? Next time you see one, Audrey, ask them whether it's their mum who won't let them cycle in the road. Yeah. No. No, no. No. Can can I... Hello. Hang on. No, yes, I will. The traffic wardens then speak to them, so I'm... Hang on, Audrey, did you just laugh then? Did you just crack a smile, Audrey? Will you stop insulting me, please? We've got a message from James O'Brien on Twitter... James says, bloody cyclists, one cut me right up the other day when I was out in the Volvo. I nearly spilt my cereal. So what? That's nothing to do with cyclists on pavement. You're absolutely right, and I'll pass that message on to him. Audrey, thank you so much. You've been such a good sport, and I really appreciate you bringing this to our attention. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you again. Gosh, we're not psychedelic. Uh, Graham Knight, Secretary of Hertfordshire Wheelers Cycling Club, and Brian Gregory. Um, probably one of the weirdest discussions you've ever had. Brian Gregory, of course, from the Alliance of British Drivers. Thank you very much indeed. BBC Three Counties Radio at 7.35. We're a little bit late, but I think it was worth it for this. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire Police go to the High Court today in a bid to place further restrictions on a demonstration in Luton tomorrow by the far-right group Britain First. Police say they expect counter-demonstrations and have already imposed conditions on Britain First. David Cameron says the renegotiation of Britain's relationship with the European Union is now properly underway. At the summit in Brussels, EU leaders also agreed to relocate 40,000 migrants who have arrived in Italy and Greece, but the help is being offered only on a voluntary basis and the UK has opted out of the deal. And Hertfordshire-based Tesco says UK sales fell 1.3% for the three months to the end of May, but that's an improvement on the same period a year ago when UK sales dropped by 4%. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. The draw for Wimbledon takes place today with Andy Murray seeded third in the men's singles. The tournament itself starts on Monday. Milton Keynes-Dons players return to training today to start preparations for the new season in the Championship. The squad will report to Stadium MK for fitness tests ahead of their pre-season training camp in Ireland. England women's striker Ellen White from Aylesbury says the team can't wait to experience the atmosphere in Vancouver when they play the World Cup hosts Canada in Sunday's quarter-final. The match is played in the early hours of Sunday morning British time. White says a noisy home crowd will make it a different challenge. I think once you're playing it's not too bad but it's kind of difficult when you're kind of two foot away and you're like what are you saying? Sorry what? I can't hear what you're saying. So I think you just soak it in and just kind of use it as kind of adrenaline and use it to to help you. This is what you dream of as a kid so to play in in front of these amazing crowds but hopefully we use other ways kind of body language and all that to, to hopefully tell us where where to pass the ball just be like give me the ball now <laughs> Australia's cricketers continue their Ashes preparations today against Kent at Canterbury yesterday the tourists reached 348 for three and Nicola Adams has made more boxing history she's added European Games gold to her Olympic and Commonwealth titles Great Britain also won a further six swimming medals to move up to third in the overall table Stevenage swimmer Martin Walton is back in the pool today having already collected three medals BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at eight. I would not say yes, but I certainly would not say no. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Well, the podcast has uh, rewritten itself this morning. If you've just tuned in, what are 38 minutes you've missed? Forget the first hour, it was full of um, grumpiness. The last 38 minutes have been an absolute joy. Can we just reiterate uh, for the tape that Audrey is not furious? No, 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 not at all. No, no thanks to James O'Brien stirring it up. I've just checked his Twitter feed. He's from another radio station, that guy. That guy? He's trying to, he's trying to sabotage us from externally. Go away. Go and go and do your own little local radio station, for goodness sakes. How <laughs> terrible. Um, it really has been a feisty. We've discussed racism and cycling. The two big issues. The two <laughs> big issues of the day. We've, uh, we've had them. Do we have any Texas? Yes. Go on, then. Steve of Edelsborough. I've got no problem with individual cyclists, but it's the groups of them that think they're all Bradley Wiggins that ride more than two abreast, etc. Very arrogant. Oh, thanks, thanks a, Steve. They were good at Arrogant. What was their song? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know, but they're based in Silso. Mm. Uh, Ian, I love you, says Claire. You put a smile on my face by easily making your caller show himself up for being so incredibly ignorant. Oh, well, that's I did, you well, know, that's Steve. Claire's voice. That's Claire's. Thank you. Uh, Helen in Milton Keynes. While walking to work, I've been pushed into bushes, screamed at and sworn at and by I'm various so, cyclists. I'm sorry about that. I was just in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> Using redways, the footpaths or cycle paths in Milton Keynes, if you're not familiar with that particular term. Yep. I was not reading or using my mobile phone due to the route I have to use. On one occasion, I was faced with a choice. Yeah. What a choice. What a choice. Of throwing myself into a brick wall or diving into the canal. Gosh. By the one man who is so aggressive and threatening, I reported him to police, but without any means of identifying him, he cannot be dealt with. He had a face and a bike. Face and a bike. So a man with a face and a bike. Hello, Milton Keynes. Pat's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. What have you got for us, boss? Well, faced with a, a, a motor scooter yesterday in Thai Farm Road, um, going through a chicane uh, with our right away, and I thought the um, motor scooter was going to slow down and stop, and at the last moment we had to do an emergency stop, otherwise he probably would have potentially been killed. Uh, he comes shooting through, through the chicane. Um, having done that... Great to see that problem's been solved then, police. Well done, guys. Great work. So he turned around... And uh, next thing I'm looking in my rear view mirror, he's actually launching his motor scooter at my bumper. He's actually... Have you what? He's ramming my car. Oh, blimey. No one likes to be rammed from behind. True. Well, <laughs> except at weekends. So, obviously, I'm, I'm There's really... There's a little laugh from Pat it. as well. There's a little chuckle from Grumpy Pat. This is an amazing morning. <laughs> well, you've got to laugh, haven't you? Because got if to. you didn't, you'd ask for a refund from the police, wouldn't uh, you? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, has it got... Uh, listen, you started this whole... Uh, and, and thank you for this, Pat. You've given us two, the two big stories uh, of the last six months. You've given us the um, uh, panther in uh, wherever it was. Uh, and uh, you, you've also, it's got to be said, gave us. Um, oh, where is it? Run, run away! Run for your life! Uh, and you've given us these uh, the, the motorbikes and off-road bikes in, in Dunstable. In that voice you're saying, you said it was my wife. It's not. It's my sister-in-law. Oh, uh, sorry. Yes, you'd like it to be your wife. That's correct. I remember no. now. Assure <laughs> <laughs> you. Has it got any better in Dunstable? Well, I, I, it's got worse. I mean, as you mm. had that lady on, didn't you, come out of Morrison's and one motor scooter crashed into her and mm. uh, he, he went off. And also, we've had another story 
on Facebook itself where a family or friend with a knife by an off-road my- motorcycle. Oh, blimey. Hey, here's the thing. Where I live, I don't live anywhere near there, but where I live, I was um, uh, I was walking home and went to the post office to, to uh, deliver a record that I'd sold on eBay. Whoever got it, got it for a bargain price. Let me tell you, it was worth a lot more than the 15 quid they paid for it. That's a tangent. Uh, and as I was walking back, I saw these lads and they were between the ages of 16 and 11. Where I live, Catherine, and you know where I live, is dead posh. This was the common part of it. And um, they were pushing an off-road motorbike and one of these, and I thought these had all been, um, these had all gone, one of those mini motos, you know, the tiny little motorbikes. They were pushing them, fair play, they were pushing them across the road and on the pavement, but they were going over to the, um, the, the, the field to have a little, little tear-up. And that, the look they gave me, filthy, and I can understand why people don't want to speak to these people to say, oi, what you're doing? Because they gave me the filth. If looks could kill, Pat, oh, I would have been dead there and then, right outside Nissa. I've got cameras in my car. I recorded him coming towards me. I've got his registration plate. I handed it to the police, and all they said was, go to Dunstable Police Station, take your documents. Not, we'll go out and sort him out. We'll see what's happening. Can you, send us, the, really can you send us the footage? It, well, I tried to do that last time. My um, computer oh. went to pits. We're, we're, we're dealing uh, with a c- computer illiterate. L- let me put you back to Kath, because I wouldn't mind having a look at that, uh, uh, Pat. And if there's a way we can uh, we can find out of doing it, then um, it'll be nice to have a look at that. And I know, I'm, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on the police, because I know this is an ongoing campaign uh, that they are undertaking, and it will take a lot of time for it to be sorted out. But um, it's no fun, is it, for the people... Uh, that are living there. Right, if you want to give us a call, 03459 455555. We're celebrating the cyclist. It's kind of tricky, isn't it? When I spoke, we spoke to Graham Knight there, the Secretary of Hertfordshire Wheeler Cycling Club, and um, he put forward an interesting point of view that cyclists don't have to, they don't carry the same amount of responsibility on the road as um, car drivers. Well, I would have thought that Everybody on the road carries the same amount of responsibility and the same amount of awareness, don't they? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. We missed her last time. Let's not miss her again, ladies and gentlemen. With the Trav, it's Sambro. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise at Junction 16 for the M40. And in Gerrard's Cross on the A413, there's a lane closed still northbound between Oxford Road and Kingsway because of the police incident that's ongoing there, but it's not causing any delays at the moment. In Watford on Exchange Road, it's slow at Upton Road on the speed sensors. And also having a look at the speed sensors in Harpenden, the high street's looking quite slow in both directions. No problems showing up though on the train departure boards at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Madam, Sammy. Not you, oh no, hang on a second. Uh, you know somebody on. this week you've got slipping it. There we go. There we go. Let's try this, shall we? There we go. There we go. Right, it is uh, 7.46. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police go to the High Court today in a bid to place further restrictions on a demonstration in Luton tomorrow by the far-right group Britain First. David Cameron says the renegotiation of Britain's relationship with the European Union is now properly underway. And MPs on the HS2 Select Committee are making a second visit to Buckinghamshire this morning, talking to people affected by the proposed route of the high-speed line. We will hear from Justin Dealey in a bit. Before that, though, let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a much cloudier day than we saw yesterday. We've got a few outbreaks of mostly light rain and drizzle just edging into western areas at the moment. Um, so watch out for those. Most places dry for most of the day. Some brighter spells around a bit later as well, but just not completely dry. Perhaps one or two very isolated showers forming this afternoon. That's a, a risk rather than a certainty. Um, but uh, some brighter spells a bit later on through the day. An awful lot of clouds. Still feeling quite warm and muggy. We've got high humidity levels at the moment with a bit of afternoon bright. We'll see temperatures rise to around 21 or 22 degrees Celsius. Overnight tonight, we'll see a very weak cold front going through, so um, some thick cloud this evening, and then a fresher feel to things tonight, uh, chillier than it has been of late, lows of around 10 or 11 degrees. And then for tomorrow, a fresher feel to things, but lots of sunshine, staying dry, a really lovely day actually tomorrow, 23 or 24 degrees Celsius will be the high and the best of the sunshine. And then Sunday, a dry, bright start, but gradually things will cloud over, we'll get a few spots of rain through the afternoon. Afternoon, climbing temperatures into next week. That's the forecast. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. The book is all about how you can use nature to make walking a detective game. There's no cost to spending um, 10 minutes looking at all this stuff. Three mums from Hertfordshire have uh, got something a little bit different planned. Uh, this weekend they're walking the 100 kilometres. We've done lots of training and we're aiming to complete it within 24 hours. Nick Coffer. Is that a maze in front of your house? It's called a parterre. Oh, it's a parterre, is it? <laughs> I planted it myself with 540 plants, so I know it's a parterre. Award-winning uh, Milton Keynes sports journalist Mike Calvin has written Gareth Thomas's autobiography. I've got to think what you think, I've got to see what you see, I've got to hear what you hear. And that will be an inherently painful process. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Local and vocal okay. across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. My name is... Ah. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Uh, there'll be a new podcast as well released into the atmosphere this week, this mo- this afternoon at some point. Uh, after the show today, we're going to record a few extra little bits and pieces and um, we kind of insert them. And uh, I've got no idea what the podcast is going to be today. I've got a feeling it's going to be completely different from what it was going to be yesterday. Because we had, uh, we've had quite a few bits this morning to put in there. Quite a few bits this morning. Have we got any Texas? We have. Let's, let's have, have some Texas. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Marion in Hell. Oh, no, I don't want to start uh, poking that hornet's nest again, but thank you for your comments, Marion. What, what horny nest are you poking? She's got a comment about one of our callers. Oh, poke, poke the horny nest. Tell Audrey to lighten up from Marion in Hemel, who is oh, an no, old don't person. Poke that, don't poke exactly. That. No, do you know what I mean? No, no. Uh, they do bikeability and scooterability in our lower school in Dunstable, says Claire in Houghton Regis. Do they do cookability? Because that's the beauty of gas. It is. Well, it was. For children aged five to seven, a scooter. Age seven to nine, bike learning on pavement. Age nine to eleven, bike learning on the road. Claire in Houghton Regis. Ah. See, the scooters are a little bit of a menace, aren't they? School kicking out time, the pavements are awash with scooters and they really are low-level menace. It always... I I hate... I I don't really take... In fact, I don't take the boys out to the shops or something on the scooters because... I do, but I always tell them to drive safely. Oh, I hate... It fills me so much terror when I see a parent with their kids on a scooter and the kids just go off on one and they go, oh, I think, oh, no, please, no. No, but I make them uh, ride to heel. Oh, dear. Walkies! Uh, there's no water in Houghton Regis. What? Send Jessen over there with a bottle or something. 
Okay. Let's send him over there with a bottle or something. What, um, what was that? I heard Justin then. What was that? Oh, what's he got stuck in? Do you want to do that? Are we doing that? We could do that in a bit. We're going to hold off. Justin's um, in, in, in indisposed. He's in... Uh, uh, is he on the... He's having a growler. The... Hey! OK, Justin's got a very important uh, meeting with one of the world's greatest entrepreneurs. David's in Hitchin, though. Good morning, David. Good morning to you, and how are you? Do, do you know what, David? It's one of those days, OK? It's um, fraught with technical problems, OK? And that's fine. That's fine. Okay, and I got a little yeah. bit grumpy, but it's fine. It just makes you really. Re- we didn't get the papers. We didn't get the couldn't get the record player to work. That's fine. It just makes you reach really deep within your soul, and it really is at times like this when you can't get a record player to work, or you haven't got the red tops that you realise what kind of man you really are. And it turns yeah, out I'm a miserable man. <laughs> is it teething troubles in the new place? It's teething. It's it's uh, teething troubles. It's nappy issues. It's uh, the the uh, the uh, biggest issue is the misuse of the disused tissues, I believe. Anyway, uh, David, what you got for us? Oh, excuse me, laughing, but you know how we always laugh when people have a. We know how the insane laugh, David, don't we? Yes, we do. Hey, would you like to know about when I was teenage cyclist? Oh, when you were a what cyclist? Uh, teenage cyclist. I would love to know about you being a teenage cyc. If you could sing it, that would be even better. Yeah. Go. Uh, I, can't, I can't sing that song. What's the, what's the song about bikes? I got teenage bikes right through the night. <laughs> or my hey. white bicycle. Do you remember that song? That's the one I was trying to think of. Yeah. Who did it originally? And then who had a big... Well, it wasn't a hit, but had a cover version of My White Bicycle. Oh, you're the man on the music, not me. I know, I'm, I'm using it as filler while I try to find it on my computer. Well done, that man. Well, well done, this man. Hang on a second. Yeah. I think you mean Neil, uh, the young one. Uh, hang on a second, hang on a second. Let me find it. Hang on, hold on a minute. Here we go, here we go. An album and you got a singer. Here we go. It's so late, moving fast, everything looks great. Is this the one, David? Yes. Here we go. See that man, he's all alone. This sounds like Dala Mendy Rub Rub, actually. It's the same. I ring my bell and smile at him. Neil from The Young Ones released an album called Neil's Heavy Concept Album, right? I'm hovering over the fader because it's quite a sweary album, but, but, the song's fun. Please, goes down, but I don't care. The album is flipping brilliant. Anyway, so that's a, tell us about you being a teenage cyclist while we listen to Neil's Heavy Concept album. Well, I used to do wheelies, yeah. Your wheelies? Yeah, used to love doing that. Found several pairs of forks doing that. Yeah. Then sometimes in the rain, I'd ride too fast with my head down so I didn't get rain in my eyes. Yeah. Twice I bounced off the back of parked cars. You p- bounced off parked cars in the rain? Yes. Twice I've done that. You sound yeah, like a crazy time. hoodlum. Doing yeah, wheelies exactly. and bouncing off parked cars in the rain. Yeah, and then one time I went down the roundabout so fast, trying to keep up with the traffic, 
Well, pen buggy, and I sleep all the way into the curb. Ladies and gentlemen, it's David as a teenage cyclist. This is such a good album. I'm going to have to try and cut by this. Go away! I pretend I haven't seen him. I've heard this in 30 years. I remember Gooey! Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you uh, you want to give us a call. Oh, we got any texts? Yeah, we got Let's some more. Let's have a bit of Neil. Simon the Ghost Hunter has a rant about uh, parents putting babies in car seats. Why do they insist on doing it from the roadside and not the path side? Because sometimes, Why? well, sometimes you have to to affix the child into the seat on that side. I understand your beef, but sometimes they have to. Mm, I don't yeah. like doing it. Sometimes no. you gotta. Sometimes you gotta. It's easy to get them out the other side, but getting them in that side and securing it is tricky. Especially when they're um, babies. That's the that's, that's the fellas. Any more? Yeah, Martin says, I've just been listening to the guy from the cycling club talking. I have to say, it's opinions like his that give cyclists a bad yeah. name. Totally disagreed with what he said. All road users are responsible as each other. Yeah. Any can cause an accident. I've been cycling for a long time and I've never heard such rubbish. It I was off. going to call in, however, I had to start work. It got off to a bad start. On the day that we're supposed to be celebrating the cyclist, the conversation with the guy from the cycling community got off to a bad start, saying that start saying that um, cars should accept more responsibility on the roads. Well, I just think we should all be equally responsible and aware on the roads. There's a real some cyclists do portray. Uh, the kind of victim mentality. Well, that's anecdotal. You're doing it now, mate. Well, that's anecdotal. What? Um, but we're celebrating cyclists, good and bad, wonder, wondrous creatures, God's creatures all. God's creatures all. Do you know what I want to hear from this morning? Yeah, go on. A lady with one of those great big bikes with a basket <laughs> on the front. I wonder where that was going. <laughs> it's, that, it's that woman on the front page of the sun again. I want to hear from... No, I don't. I, I do, actually... The people that put their kids either in little, like, tents at the front of the bike, Ooh, yeah. or they sometimes, you see them, um, with, like, little trailers at the back of the bike. And they are really no. low down. No, 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 no. I, I, that really, that's inappropriate, right? I had one of my kids on the back of my bike in one of those little seats. Yeah. And while I was doing it, I thought, ah, is this massively irresponsible? Yeah. She's got a helmet on and everything, but if I go down, she goes down. The th what? But the thing, you, sometimes you see little bikes attached to big bikes. And you're doing you're doing all the work, and there I quite I quite like that. It's the the the, the tent at the front or the, the the trailer at the back. That is um, that's weird parenting. Weird parenting because you, hey, you may be the best cyclist in the world, but you just you, if a car comes along and clips that, I'll let you fill in the blanks. But those blanks are bloody, bloody blanks. Is that well, no? It was called blankety blank, wasn't yeah. it? Not bloody blanks. Yeah, that's a different that's show. Bloody blanks. <laughs> Uh, anything else? Uh, yes. Oh, Phil says, and he's just getting philosophical. Actually, I want to stop you. That's what Phil short for. I want to stop hmm? you. Because I've just realised what's happening. I'm, I'm angry as well. Sorry. Sorry, Phil. We'll get to your text at some point if this rant calms down before. Guess who got an OBE? Have a Who's that? Danny. Who's Danny? Danny, who are you? We've been over this. Shh. I'm here. Hey, don't, don't talk, talk back. back. I'm going um, to ask her a question. Let's see if she gets the answer right. This is an important moment. 
Guess who got an OBE? Benedict Cumberbatch? That's the wrong answer! No. I'll tell you. It's not Mangan, is it? No, it's worse than Mangan. I'll tell you after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's looking very busy now, anti-clockwise at Junction 16 for the M40. On the A413 in Gerrards Cross, there's still a lane close there northbound between Oxford Road and Kingsway, but it's not causing any problems at the moment. And in Dunstable on the A5 Watling Street, that's looking really busy now between the French's Avenue and Southwood Road. It's also busy in Hotcliffe on the A5 in both directions between Woburn Road and Tebworth Road. On the train departure wards, there are no major problems at the moment, but on the London Underground, there are minor delays on the Central Line. Samantha Breath. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Corden, James Corden, OBE to you. I don't really like him, to be honest. No, nor do... No, no. that's... Will you stop it? That's, I'm just putting no, my views across. No one's interested in your views. We're the BBC. We're impartial. Oh, yeah. Stop answering back. I'm not... On, I'm just telling you... Thank you. Personally, I don't like the guy, and I don't get the point of him, but... Then you probably guessed that already. Here's the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, the headlines. Police in the High Court over demonstration in Luton tomorrow. Cameron welcomes EU talks and two arrested after incident near M1 Junction. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police go to the High Court today in a bid to place further restrictions on a demonstration in Luton tomorrow by the far-right group Britain First. Police say they expect counter-demonstrations and have already imposed conditions on the group. Today's injunction would place restrictions on the behaviour of Britain First organisers. Deputy Leader of Luton Borough Council, Sean Timoney, told this programme it's more unwanted publicity in the wake of a survey about people's perception of the town. It is unfortunate that on the survey some people did mention things things um, like that that gave the town a bad image and the press will have a field day on it and, it, and again we're in, the, we're in the news for bad reasons. Let's get us in the news for good reasons. David Cameron says the renegotiation of Britain's relationship with the European Union is now properly underway. The European Council president warned that only changes which were safe for Europe would be considered. At the summit in Brussels, EU leaders also agreed to relocate 40,000 migrants who have arrived in Italy and Greece, but the help is being offered only on a voluntary basis and the UK has opted out of the deal. Hertfordshire-based Tesco says UK sales fell 1.3% for the three months to the end of May, but that's an improvement on the same period a year ago when UK sales dropped by 4%. Among cost-saving measures already announced is moving its main headquarters from Chessant to Welling Garden City. Police in Bedfordshire say two men have been arrested following an incident near to Junction 12 of the M1 yesterday afternoon. One of the men was injured. A number of road closures were put in place after the incident just before 4.30. Sergeant Chris Kent is from Bedfordshire Police. Investigating an incident where two vehicles have been involved. One person's been injured and uh, two people have been arrested. Certainly not a collision. We're not quite sure what's caused it at the moment or what's led to this, this incident happening. So I can't really clarify too much at the moment. 
MPs on the HS2 Select Committee are making a second visit to Buckinghamshire this morning, talking to people affected by the proposed route of the high-speed line. Today they're in the north of the county, visiting Clayton House, Waddesdon Manor and Common Speaker John Burko's Buckingham constituency. It's the first full day of the Glastonbury Festival, with Florence and the Machine headlining the pyramid stage this evening in place of the Foo Fighters. Festival organiser Emily Evis says they're expecting a top-secret surprise act. Someone's coming from outside. It's a new act and it's really exciting. Luckily, actually, it's been a proper secret, a proper surprise. And uh, which, which actually is quite hard to do now, but there are only about like four people other than the band that know about this. Even people that work on the festival don't know about it. In sport, the draw for Wimbledon takes place today with Andy Murray seeded third in the men's singles. The tournament starts on Monday. The weather, cloudy, warm and humid with some showers spreading east later on. The maximum temperature today, 24 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Just a little bit classy. The clowns made a visit. David says, your cyclist topic today is just to wind motorists up about cyclists. Cynical and unhelpful, especially during rush hour. I don't know... I don't know what that means. It's not to wind motorists up. It's because we had a call from Audrey yesterday. I suspect Catherine will get another call from Audrey today, after the show, that will last 45 minutes. Um, and uh, she raised a point, and it made me think, as a lot of your calls do, uh, it made me think I'd not worked out my actual attitude towards cyclists, and I think I'd got it a little bit wrong in the past. So that's all we're doing it, um, David. Not to wind you up. Colin says uh, they shouldn't be allowed on the road until they pay road tax. Well, Colin, I'm assuming you're a, a, a driver, yeah? Well, then you shouldn't be allowed on the road until you pay road tax. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This because, is BBC um, Three Counties Radio. Road tax was abolished in about, and I'll get the year slightly wrong, I'm going to say 1927, or it could be 1933. Road tax was abolished way back then. So, um... You don't pay road tax either. You got an OBE then? Corden! Oy. We said it, mate, when you were having a, a was. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Well, well, Janet is agreeing with you for once. Janet is our hey, regular disagreer. Janet. My goodness, something I agree with Mr. Leon. What is all the fuss about Mr. Corden? He's rubbish. I agree with you, Janet. Let's be she friends says, forever and let's make love. Wait a minute. I never found Miranda half oh, funny shut either. Up. Miranda's well funny. I like Miranda. So, sorry, Janet, it's off. The, uh, the lovemaking is off. I'm afraid it would um, it would be meaningless. I'm sure she's very disappointed. I'm sure she is very disappointed, um, and she probably would have been after that anyway. Now, uh, we were contacted on the show yesterday uh, by Audrey, who wanted us to send a reporter out to uh, look at cyclists behaving badly on the pavements. She hadn't been hurt, and nor had anyone she knew, but she was furious about it. Turns out she had to get out of the way of a bike once. Well, it was I thought it was a little bit unfair to tar all cyclists with the same brush, and I've done that in the past, and I've kind of had a re think about my attitude towards cyclists and I was actually uh, um, uh, towing the slightly lazy radio phone-in host line of oh cyclists are bad and when I thought about it yesterday 
I thought, yeah, I've seen some dodgy cyclists. I've seen some terrible cyclists. I've seen more terrible motor drivers and more terrible um, pedestrians. I've been hit more as a pedestrian by other pedestrians walking into me than I've been hit or offended by cyclists. Anyway, our, Justin, uh, our reporter, Justin Dealey, went out to find out what people's attitude is towards cyclists. Lovely helmet, sir. Yeah, thank you very much. A lot of people tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're celebrating cyclists on the programme. Uh, to many of our listeners, you're the bad guy out there. What, what ruins your daily ride? Do you know... Not a lot, really. I'm discourteous drivers, right? People not looking where they're going. OK, sir, so you're a cyclist. What's the buzz for you? We're celebrating cyclists. Why do you love being out on the road on your bike? Um, I don't know. It's just um, good relief and um, it's good for your health as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can get really good condition of your stamina. Yeah, you're looking ripped. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, yeah, I just like riding my bike and uh, it's a quick way to get around, you know, to a lot of places. Sir, you're using your bike every single day. How many miles would you say you're doing on your bike every single week? I do 7.3 miles here and 7.3 miles back. Wow, and a that's, day! That's a day, and that's seven <laughs> days a week. Talk to me about what it's like on the roads out there for you, because often people will blame you when there's problems out there, you being the cyclist. So, from your perspective on your bike, uh, what's it like out there? In the mornings, it's not a problem. Uh, you can ride on the roads, it's okay. But in the afternoon, like you say, it's, it's just hectic. People want to get home, want to pick up their kids and everything. Yeah, we do get, you know, the looks and all that. But um, at the end of the day, we have the right to share the road. Mm. Uh, if we're visible, then there shouldn't be any problems. Have you heard all sorts directed at you simply because you're trying to get home on your bike? I've had a couple of people shout a bit of abuse, but you just ignore them. Uh, and what did you do wrong? As far as I'm concerned, nothing. I'm just riding on the road. Maybe I, maybe I made him slow down, or you know, he had to, he had to go round me, or mm -hmm. or something like that. But I just ignore him. And just lastly, do you feel safe out there? Uh, to a certain degree, yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. You do get your dodgy drivers, as mm. I call them. Um, but yeah, I'd say mm. 75, 80 percent safe. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you uh, want to have your say on this. I'm joined now by Mark Sutton, who's the deputy editor of BikeBiz.com. Uh, good morning. Uh, where are you? You're there. Morning, Mark. Hi, Ian. Mark, I, I owe you guys an apology. No worries. No, I'm going to. I'm, I'm apologising to you, and I'm hoping you can pass this to all of your cycling friends. In the past, I've taken the lazy um, attitude of uh, a phone-in radio host and slagged off cyclists. And it was just because I hadn't really um, thought... I hadn't made up my mind about cyclists, and that seemed the easy option to slag them off. But after this call yesterday, it really got me thinking... And I don't really have a problem with cyclists. There are bad cyclists, but I've, I've seen more bad drivers jumping red lights, driving, you know, where they shouldn't be. And I've had more bumps as a pedestrian from other pedestrians than I've ever had from cyclists. There is this perception, isn't there? There are... It's weird. You, you get very few people, Mark, who are really anti-car or anti-bus, but you do get people that are anti-bike. Yeah, you do. Um, uh, I, I find, actually, it's um, the majority of drivers very patient, very respectful. Um, many understand that somebody on a bike is, is generally just making their way to work. Um, un, you know, underneath the helmet is somebody's family member. They'll be perfectly respectful. Um, the, the key, I think, is, is just education of the new drivers. And thankfully, that's, that's something that uh, driving schools like the AA, they're um, getting sort of heavily involved. They've got modules now for how to safely overtake what to do when you approach perhaps a club of cyclists or something like, like that. 
the thing is, we've all seen cyclists jumping through red lights. We forget that we've probably all seen cars jumping through red lights as well. And we tar... Uh, oh, I saw a cyclist jumping through a red light the other day. I hate those guys. They need to follow the rules of the road. And it is, you, you get one example like that, and, and you kind of... People are lazy, as I was, and associate all cyclists with jumping through red lights and going on the pavement and going the wrong way down a one-way street. It's silly, really, because, um, you know, studies have shown that it's, it's more or less the same percentage of cyclists and motorists that jump uh, the red lights. There's not much in it. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a non, non-starter, really, argument-wise. I, myself... I've never jumped a red light. I, I drive as well, so I uh, understand the rules of the road. Um, it's as simple as that, really. It yeah. is boring cycling, isn't it? You, now, you've got to admit that, Mark. It's dead boring. Um, I've been doing it all my life. so You must uh, be tired. I've, I've kind of got a taste for it now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, to, to begin with, if, if you're new to it, it yeah. can be a, a new experience, certainly, yeah. I find it really hurts my bum as well. Honestly, if I go, every now and then, I'm into walking at the moment, but every now and then I think, oh, I'm going to get the bike out and I'm going to really get into cycling. And I'll go to the shops and back and my buttocks at the end of that ride are killing me. Have you got firm buns? Uh, I do, but as I said, I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah. Um, there's, there's creams for that. <laughs> but... oh, thanks. I'm, I'm glad there are. What's it like? What, what's it like um, cycling now? I know there's been. I think in London the last few days there's been another um, cyclist that's been killed, um, and I think it's about yeah. eight this year in London alone. Something like that. Yeah, um, I it was seven. Though, it's seven. Yeah. Some, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it it can be dangerous, like can't it. it? It can be dangerous for cyclists. You never get nervous or worried about it. Uh, I do. Um, I mean, we all have our wobbles, especially, you know, in, in perhaps a strong wind or something like that. Yeah. The, the, pro- the problem is, is the infrastructure is not there um, to make it safe for your, your child cycling to school or, or your grandma doing their shopping. What needs to change? Um, what needs to be there that isn't there? Well, the infrastructure currently in place is, is nothing but paint on the road, which is... Uh, which is a big shame, really, because there's an opportunity here. I mean, the NHS, their, their biggest cost is obesity. If you put in the right infrastructure, you all of a sudden encourage children to cycle to school, people to, you know, get about short journeys, one to five miles at least, by a, by a safe and healthy means of transport. Um, they're, they're beginning to do it in London. They're adopting some of the more successful European models, but it's, it's slow going. Uh, Mark, listen, I really appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thank you very much. Mark Sutton, Deputy Editor editor of BikeBiz, B-I-Z dot com. It's a website. Basically, if you want to know about bikes, then go to BikeBiz dot com and have a little look at that. Thank you, Mark. 03459 455 555. Big march in uh, Luton tomorrow. Bunch of racists. People are asking, why aren't you talking about it on your show? Why aren't you talking? We made, Catherine and I made the decision that we didn't, it's in the bulletins. What's it going to add us talking about it? What 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 what's it going to do? It's going to be an advert for people. It, it basically, it's going to be an advert for people that want to go and cause trouble on either side of the fence. And um, so that's why we're not talking about it. We, we we've been offered it, and uh, we said, do you know what? I'd... Hey, listen, if something happens there, we'll talk, then it'll be on the show on Monday. I would imagine. But um, I don't want to draw attention to those idiots. With any other demo, we wouldn't cover it beforehand. No, no, not not really. So it isn't some liberal BBC cover-up. This isn't some lefty nonsense. We were offered it, and, you know, we've talked about the EDL on this show before. 
uh, it's partly because we were based in Luton and they're a Luton-based organisation. Uh, and I always, always said, apart from the first time, I always said, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And we kind of had our hand forced ever so slightly by um, uh, the powers that be. I just don't see, I don't see, listen, if you want to phone up and talk to me about it, you're more than welcome. And we had a cracking call from Steve uh, about 50 minutes ago, uh, about an hour and 10 minutes ago, sorry. Cracking call from Steve. Really fascinating insight into the, in inverted commas, mind of somebody who'd want to go and sort, uh, support that, um, you know, those racists. Um, but I, if, you, if you want to talk about it, 03459 I just don't feel the need to uh, say, hey, guys, this is happening tomorrow. Should we meet you there? Any Texas? No, but you got a caller. Oh, who have we got? Where is it? I Fader 3, Greg and Milton Keynes. Greg's in Milton Keynes. Greg? Hello, Ian. Can you hold Wong on? Wong. Th- well, go on, Greg. Listen, can you? I'm losing track of all my callers. Can you hold on for a second while I do a bit of no Trav? Problem. And I'll come straight back to you after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 is busy anti-clockwise at Junction 16 for the M40. There are still the lane closed northbound in Gerrard's Cross on the A413 from Oxford Road to Kingsway, but it's not looking too bad on the speed sensors. It is busy now, though, in High Wycombe on the A404 around the M40, Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout. The A41 southbound has traffic building up from the Hamel Hempstead turn-off southbound towards the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And in Hotcliffe on the A5, there are delays in both directions there between Woburn Road Road and Tebworth Road. Looking at the train departure boards, so there are no delays showing up there at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Right, where are we now? At 8.15, it's Friday the 26th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police go to the High Court today in a bid to place further restrictions on a demonstration in Luton tomorrow by the far-right group Britain First. David Cameron says the renegotiation of Britain's relationship with the European Union is now properly underway and MPs on the HS2, HS2 Select Committee are making a second visit to Buckinghamshire this morning. Madam, not you. Oh, it's don't keep putting that there. Come on, guys. Focus, focus. Mick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. This afternoon I'm bringing a floral field to BBC Three Counties Radio. These are candelabra primulas um, and I think they might be described as magenta. I'll be live from Woburn Abbey ahead of one of their busiest weekends. It's their garden show. It's really heads down until the very last minute and then you can come up for air and enjoy everybody else's garden as well. You'll hear from the gardeners as they put the finishing touches to their displays. It's a very informal garden which is taking its lead from a natural landscape. And I'll talk to the Duchess of Bedford about her lovely home. Nick Coffer. Live from the Woburn Abbey Garden Show. Today from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. That's darker. There you go. That's exactly the same as it was. <laughs> I've had you come in. It's, it's the weird. The last two minutes of JVS Satter has been very weird. He's been um, uh, singing to me. He's been lecturing me. He's been telling me off, and he's been claiming he could make my dark studio brighter. Well, I don't know what's happened there. Well, someone's well. Someone's messed around with it, and now it's darker. It's darker. It's hot, and the records player doesn't work. Oh, can you fix any of those things? No. All I can see is you're, 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 you're like um, a prostitute from the 1950s. Your face was well, that short leather skirt, but also <laughs> your face is illuminated by a, a, a red light. That's all I can see oh. you by. Yeah, you look um, very naughty. Well, 
<clears throat> I'm not a prostitute. No, and if in any way I implied that you were, I mean, we all are to a certain extent. In that we really? s- yeah, we're, we're selling our our, um, our souls for cash here, aren't oh, we? And right. we're selling our, we're selling our mouths for cash, basically. You pay, I play. Not sure whether that necessarily makes you a prostitute, whatever that is. What's in your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from. And are you working? What? What's in your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine. Do you think Britain first should be allowed to march through Luton tomorrow? I heard your very interesting conversation earlier with Steve. With Steve, yeah, about it's good this. though, isn't it? Uh, Bedfordshire police go to the High Court today, asking for further powers to restrict an anti-Islam protest in Luton planned for tomorrow afternoon. The protest, organised by the political group Britain First. <clears throat> will begin near the railway station, culminating in speeches from the group's leaders in the town centre. Earlier in the week, local Muslims met to discuss the planned march. Zafar Khan, chairman of the Luton Council of Faiths, told this radio station, Britain first, they're provocative and they do not help community cohesion. Go on, have a cough, go on. <clears throat> do, you, do you want some water? Can we get him a glass of water, please? <clears throat> no, I've got water, it's oh, all okay. right. So I'm just a little throaty this morning. Well, last month, the deputy leader of Britain First, Jada Franson, told me in her ideal world, Islam would be removed entirely from the UK, but she promised the protest this weekend would be peaceful. Well, from nine this morning, I want your reaction to this. Do you think Britain First should be allowed to march through Luton tomorrow? Your call from nine on 03459 555555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's done now. (laughs) He just told me off again. He said, you've got this fan and it's just blowing on me, making a terrible racket. Get out. It's affected my throat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you working, love? Um, Greg, I can only apologise that you had to uh, sit and listen to that that, uh, flirting. What have you got for us? Mate, it is car drivers. They're a pain, more than bikes. Go on, tell me why, brother. Oh, they just don't know how to drive around them. They get on like they've got wings, like big airplane wings on their car and they have to wait 3,000 years to get round the vehicle. And, oh, they just don't know how to indicate round bicycles. Well, I, um, I get nervous. Uh, by the way, if you're riding two abreast guys, pull over. But I get nervous going around. If it's a busy road, I want to make sure I give them b- b- plenty enough space. Oh, it's given space, but... But plenty enough space, because you don't want to drive too close to them. That's really intimidating. No, no, you don't drive too close to them, but people just like... The main thing is for me is they just don't know how to indicate, to warn the other driver that they're going to go around a bicycle. Oh, man, if only... If only only there was some uh, way that drivers could let other other drivers know which way they were going to turn, wouldn't that... Why has no one invented the... It's that little lever, isn't it? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) The indicator. I mean, I do hate the ones that think they're in the Tour de France, but, you know, <laughs> driving like they're 12 packs of wolves yeah, across I, the road. Yeah, by the way, listen, and, and uh, political reporter Paul Scoynes does this. You don't, unless you are buff, don't, and I'm talking men and women, don't wear lycra. Don't wear no, lycra. I don't want to see that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And also, if you're, if you're a guy that's got a really sexy bum... Don't wear lycra, or if you do, put a sign on your back that says, I'm a guy. Because the number of times, and you know, we're all human, uh, Greg, the number of times I've been checking someone out and thinking, oh, blimey, and then you've gone past and it's a fella. (laughs) 
Unfair. You want to your eyes yeah, you exactly. Thank you, Greg. Do you know what I mean, Justin? I know exactly what you mean. If boss, you've yeah. got really, if you've got really nice buns and you're yeah. wearing lycra on a bike, just put on the uh, put on your your back. I'm a bloke. Yeah. Before you get too carried away. <laughs> Catherine, uh, you must have spotted you, there's, there's confusion there. What I've seen is men whose uh, Lycra shorts are a little bit too uh, small for them. Oh, and yeah. they're pe- peeping out of the top is the place where they can park their bike when they're finished. And by the way, I mean, how many times has the word helmet been said on the show this morning, guys? Is that a, That's got to be some kind of world record. And I've not laughed once. Well I think I laughed once. Mm. I think I laughed the first one. And then I managed to at least turn my microphone off for all the other guffaws. Well done off my microphone. Thank you. Justin? Yes, boss. So there's a a drunk golfer. Is there any other kind? Wearing, well, for those of you um, from the 80s who remember Q-Bert, his trousers are made out of the Q-Bert video game. Or certainly the world that Q-Bert inhabited. That's a good game. Do you remember Q-Bert? No, I don't actually. Oh, Q-Bert was great. Catherine, do you remember Q-Bert? Q-Bert? Do you remember Q-Bert? No. This guy's wearing Q-Bert trousers. Do you remember Q-Bert? No. So Q-Bert was his character. Come on, guys. Do you remember Q-Bert, yeah? No. And by the way, get in my Spectrum Vega very, very soon. When we do, I'll meet you in the soft play area. We'll rig it up uh, a bit. Okay. You can play with my jet set, Willie. I warn you, I'm a button basher. <laughs> Okie dokie. So Cubert, right, was this guy. He had a big nose. And I don't think he had any arms. But, yeah, you know, he didn't let that hold him back. And he had to jump on squares on like a sort of pyramid, like a three-dimensional pyramid to change the colours on it. Oh, and he was getting, hang on. He was getting chased by a spring. Do you look a bit like a Chad? He looked like a Chad, yeah. It's Cubert. Oh. Justin? No, no. Anyway, no bells at all, sorry. This guy, who looks like a cross between Duncan Bannatyne and Peter Fincham, um, is wearing Q-Bert trousers. There's some really obscure references coming into this. Basically, he put his head in the bin and he couldn't get it out. We sent you to the streets to ask, what have you been stuck in? Yeah. I bet you've come back with nothing. Well, that's what you were saying earlier on. Uh, I've come back with an incredible story. So, uh, I was on the streets, yeah, yeah, on the streets earlier on today. We've got two people to kick off with who were kind of, you know, joking about. And then we hit the jackpot with Mick. Trust me, you are not going to find anybody who has got a better story than Mick between now and nine. Here's what happened this morning. Madam, not you, but uh, you know somebody this week who got stuck on a swing? Well, I saw it on Spotted Dunstable. They put a picture up of it, yeah. Um, It was a girl, actually. I think she was too big to get into the swing, and she got into it and just got stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Boss, what have you been stuck in? Just a bad job. Mick, what have you been stuck in? Uh, When I was out in Northern Ireland, when I was uh, soldiering, back in 93, 94, we used to do um, out in the sticks. And we come across this electric fence. And what we used to do was we used to, one of us would get the rifle and hold the electric fence down while the others crossed it. When it come to me to cross it, I went to get my leg over and my leg went underneath the other electric fence. I fell over and I was just there like, stuck on the fence. So hang on, you, <laughs> you got stuck in a fence, but yeah. an electric, electric fence. Fe- yeah, it was an electric fence. So my leg had gone over and because they're in like a row of three of like wire like that, my leg went over and got stuck under the other one, lifted it up as I fell over, Jeez. and I couldn't get out, and I was just, like, getting shocked by this fence. How long were you stuck in the electric fence for? Uh, I wasn't that long, so my mates got me out after they stopped laughing. It must have felt like an eternity, though. Oh, it did, it did. It was, it's funny now. But, well, can you imagine, because we're talking about this man who got his head stuck in a bin. All his mates were, were standing there filming it, laughing at him. Yeah. Now, if there had been camera phones when that happened to you, that would have gone viral. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Definitely, yeah. Well, at least you can laugh about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you very much. Cheers. No problem. Thank you. Wow, what a story.
Flipping, eh? Have some of that. The kids still do this uh, thing that we used to do. Lick your hand and grab the electric fence and see you can hold on for the longest. The kids still do that? <laughs> I certainly hope not. Uh, I certainly hope not, but I, you know... I'm not in any... Okay, listen, as the BBC, I've got to be so careful. I'm certainly not encouraging anyone to go and do that. It's stupid. <laughs> but, you know... Yeah. Well, I, th- I think what you're saying is you did it and you're still alive didn't and you're presenting me. a radio program this morning. Didn't yeah. affect me. <laughs> didn't affect me. But it did. No, but it don't affect me. No, I'm so. Look, this is. This is don't do it. But yeah, don't, don't. You know. Don't. No, 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 don't do it. But you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm you know. I'm saying don't. Yep, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Don't. I know, but I know. Catherine, you never did it, did you? No. Good, don't. And don't. Have one person hold it and everyone hold hands. Yeah, no, don't do that, guys. Stupid. That is just dumb. Dumbs, Dumbsville, USA. Hey, Justin. Yeah. What's on your show tomorrow at midday till two o'clock on BBC Three Counties Radio, Home of the Hits? Uh, yeah, Home of the Hits tomorrow. We have the UK and American charts from this weekend in 1969. Request from the streets. And, and we celebrate 1985. Why, you may ask? Well, Why? because BBC Three Counties Radio I know. was 30 years old this week. So I we're going to be celebrating 1985. I know. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, I'm, I'm telling you again. But no, but I know. I know you know. Well, then why are you telling me again? Well, I'm telling the listeners. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Let's go to Thomas. Morning, Thomas. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Thomas. What you got for us, boss? Well, just wanted to let uh, there is a small health and, health and safety uh, concern on the motorway on the junction turn. Um, I, around 10 minutes ago, I was joining an M1 on the junction turn. Uh, and it looked to me like uh, for, uh, I can only presume, illegal immigrants uh, crossing a motorway from oh. one side to another, running between the cars. Um, there were, well, I presume uh, in, from an uh, African background, but dressed up in a jacket, coat, quite thick coats with the hoods, so like you could see on the telly in the last few days. So yeah. I just thought I would give you a ring to... Hey, you know. I, I saw, I think it, I saw this morning, I saw a couple of lads at Junction 8 of the M1 today, just walking along the road. Now, maybe their car had broken down somewhere, but they were walking along. Now, these fellas you saw, you say, what, they were running across the junction or running across the actual motorway? Well, it, to me, it looked like they came from motorway because they were crossing the, um, the, 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 uh, um, Southbound, southbound motorway, yep. and then going crossing the junction as well. But first, they came from the motorway. So oh, and there's nothing and on the other side of Junction Ten, is there? How oh, queer! Uh, no, and there wasn't any broken car or anything. As I said, it, it's just about the health and safety because normally you wouldn't really no. cross the motorway, and the cars are driving because, like today, there was no congestion, or there wasn't 10, 15 minutes ago. So the cars are driving quite quite fast, and uh, yeah, I think it's a health and safety. Thomas, listen, it's not the greatest line, so I'm going to let you go, but I appreciate your phone call. I saw a couple, uh, he was saying they were black gentlemen, I saw a couple of Asian gentlemen. Again, it could be completely innocent, mm-hmm. but walking, they were coming, they were coming sort of, it, it, sort of just before Junction 8, and they were walking uh, southbound on the northbound carriageway. And I don't think I'd passed any broken down cars or anything. This was about, what, quarter to five in the morning. How odd. Ah, queer! Ah, queer! Right, we'll do this and then this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Interesting on the A10 Great Cambridge Road, that's looking really busy southbound between Church Lane and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. Also in Boreham Wood on the A1 Narikyu southbound between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. The A41 is starting to build up southbound 2 from the Hemel's Hempstead turn off towards the M25. In Gerrard's Cross on the A413 there's still a lane close there east northbound between Oxford Road and Kingsway, though it's expected to open later on this afternoon. And in High Wycombe, it's busy on the A404 on all the approaches to the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout to the M40. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire Police go to the High Court today in a bid to place further restrictions on a demonstration in Luton tomorrow by the far-right group Britain First. Police say they expect counter-demonstrations and have already imposed conditions on the group. David Cameron says the renegotiation of Britain's relationship with the European Union is now properly underway. At the summit in Brussels, EU leaders also agreed to relocate 40,000 migrants who have arrived in Italy and Greece, but the help is being offered only on a voluntary basis. The UK has opted out of the deal. And Harvardshire-based Tesco says UK sales fell 1.3% for the three months to the end of May, but that's an improvement on the same period a year ago when UK sales dropped by 4%. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The draw for Wimbledon takes place today with Andy Murray seeded third in the men's singles. The tournament itself starts on Monday. In football, Mills and Keynes Dons players return to training today to start preparations for the new season in the Championship. The squad will report to Stadium MK for fitness tests ahead of their pre-season training camp in Ireland. England women's striker Ellen White from Aylesbury says the team can't wait to experience the atmosphere in Vancouver when they play the World Cup hosts Canada in Sunday's quarter-final. The match is played in the early hours of Sunday morning British time. White says a noisy home crowd will make it a different challenge. I think once you're playing it's not too bad but it's kind of difficult when you're kind of two foot away and you're like what are you saying? Sorry what? I can't hear what you're saying. So I think you just soak it in and just kind of use it as kind of adrenaline and use it to, to help you. This is what you dream of as a kid so to play in in front of these amazing crowds but hopefully we use other ways kind of body language and all that to, to hopefully tell us where where to pass the ball just be like give me the ball now <laughs> Australia's cricketers continue their Ashes preparations today against Kent at Canterbury yesterday the tourists reached 348 for three and Nicola Adams has made more boxing history she's added European Games gold to her Olympic and Commonwealth titles Great Britain also won a further six swimming medals to move up to third in the overall table Stevenage swimmer Martin Walton is back in the pool today having already collected three medals BBC Three Counties News and Sport the next Next full bulletin is at nine. Never did too well at school, but I learned all I need to know. Park out to change a tire and clean myself from head to toe. But some knowledge has eluded me, and one puzzle still remains. What on earth is the mystery of Abbas Langley Fire Brigade? Did all the Go missing one day Or did a dog get stuck up a tree Did a ghost one night go down their pole Pro tell because it's torturing me Tell us the secret Let the cat out of bag Because the puzzle still remains 
is the mystery of Aberslangley Fire, Aberslangley Fire, Aberslangley Fire Brigade. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, last 27 minutes of the show, 03459 555555. Wilson's on the line. Morning, Wilson. Hello. Hello, Wilson. What have you got for us? Um, I'm the kid that phoned up and said, um, what told you that you're an idiot? Excuse me? I am broken Britain. Say that. Do you remember? Say, say that again. Do you remember the uh, clip that we sent Just in? Just say I am broken Britain again for me, please. I am broken Britain. And which no, I've got two kids being. I am. I'm the second one that. So you're not uh, this. Okay. Sentenced. So this is this is you. Hang on. You are listening to Ian Lee. Yeah. BBC Three Counties Radio. What an idiot! Smuggler. Have you got? Have you, uh, uh, what's your situation at home? Have you got mum and dad? What do you live with? Are you adopted? What's going on? Uh, no, I live at home okay. at the moment. And do you, 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 you constantly disobey your parents? You're rude? You smoke cigarettes? Drink, no. Drink hooch? Do graffiti? No. Shop, shoplifting? Probably. No. Why aren't you at school? Here we go. Why aren't you at school? It's I have the day off today. Oh, and do, and do your parents... And I have the weekend and oh, teacher yeah. do, your, do your parents know that you've got the day off? Yep, because it's a teacher training your parents, day. Your, your parents are just as bad as you. All right, do you know who this person is? Ian, you are an idiot. <laughs> do you know who they are? No clue. Look me in the eye. Yeah. Do, do you know who they are, Wilson? Nope. Okay, I believe you. Well, firstly, thank you for being honest. Thank you. And Ian... I'm not finished. Oh, you're not getting away with it that lightly. How old are you, Wilson? S- sorry? How You will be. How old are you, Wilson? Nine. Right. Do you want to make it to ten? Yep. Okay, then this is what you're going to do, okay? You're now going to say the following words, exactly as I say them. Uh-huh. Huh? Yep. Ian Lee is the coolest Ian guy... Lee. No, let me... Hang on. Oh. Ian Lee... Is the coolest guy on the radio. He's really hip, man. And you know what? Anyone who says he's an idiot is going to get some of this. Where you go. Ian Lee is one of the, the coolest um, person on radio. And whoever is calling him an idiot is going to get some of this. Okay. Now, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to send me £20 in cash and then we'll, we'll call it quits and I'll forgive you, okay? Yeah. Okay, so my address is um, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, Dunstable. That'll probably get there. And uh, £20, okay, in, in £10 notes. Can you steal that from your, from your dad's wallet? Yeah. Nice work, Wilson. I'll tell you what, actually. I'll tell you what. I like your attitude. And, you know, we need a little bit of broken Britain on this. Wilson, can... Can I call on you to be my little street urchin? Yeah. You okay. got to pick. So if I need any kind of small crimes, pickpocketing, um, graffiti, uh, revenge attacks on another radio host, I can call you in to do those missions for me. Can I? <laughs> yep. Nice one, Wilson. It's great to talk to you. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. You sure you don't know who this is? Really are an idiot. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Well, Wilson. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wilson I'll, Wilson, I'll speak to you soon. Take care, mate. Thanks for being a good sport. All right. Ta-ta. There we go. We've got. Oh. Our, we've got. We've got our. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're on the phone. We've got our own street urchin, ladies and gentlemen. Eileen, wasn't he delightful? Yes, I should think so. <laughs> wasn't he delightful? Broken Britain, but still, you've got to you've got to acknowledge that. What have you got for us, Eileen? Um, it's on. I'm on about the cyclists. I've oh, got yeah. nothing against them. But, but when I lived at the top end of Bedford, I had cyclists coming either side of me on the footpath. Now, wow. they've got no, they've Messy. got no bell, no way of letting no me know they were coming. Yeah. And as I've had a few falls in my, uh, in a few years, it really frightened me, and I saw someone else almost knocked over. What? When did we? When did they stop putting bells on bicycles? Because in the seventies and the eighties, you couldn't move because it was constantly ring, ring. Get out of the way. Honk. Sometimes you get a honk, honk, and you don't get anything these days. You don't, and you don't know until they're right on the side of you. Yeah, coming no on the side of you. Yeah. I mean, they they also <laughs> do that on the river bridge here. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying. I'm trying not to be too sensationalist. They're, they're not all bad, are they? It's just a few well, bad no, apples. It's just a few that come so close to you. They could they could just catch your bag or your arm, and you'd be over. Yeah. Because yeah. I have to walk with a stick because I steady it myself. Yeah, I. Well, I'm sorry that you've had to go through that, Eileen. Um, and let's hope that one day, you know, that, that everybody learns that if you're in a car, drive properly. If you're on a bike, drive properly. If you're a pedestrian, walk properly. That's right. A little bit of common courtesy. Eileen, have a nice weekend. Thank you for your call. That's all right. Ta ta. There we go. A little bit of common courtesy. 81333, start your text 3CR. 03459 Andy's on the line. Good morning, Andy. Hello, Ian. Hello, oh, Andy. Andrew in Luton Rue, yes. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah, you're going to spout a load of biased nonsense about cyclists. No, it's not biased. Do you know, to back up my argument, I went to London yesterday and I went in one of the taxis, not the private hire one. I don't think I can say the firm, can I? But they own three thousand cars in London. Well, okay? you can well, hang on. What, what? 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 Who? Uber. Anderson and Lee. Okay. 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 You went in them. All right. Well. Uh, okay. Yeah. And. I and spoke Anderson to one of their and dri- Lee. Yes. Yeah. I, I spoke to one of their drivers who's yeah. been driving for twenty years in London. He must be tired, etc. He was. He was saying without any um, prompting that the cyclists are an absolute menace. He's Can... got two dents on his car. Yeah, cyclist. I've got. It's got to be. Saw, yeah. I saw yesterday. Right, you're going to believe an Anderson and Lee driver. Without any crash helmets on, weaving in and out of vehicles, going through red yeah. lights and not stopping on crossings. Right. Now right. they don't pay anything towards the roads. They do. They incorrect. Incorrect. Uh, 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 uh. Incorrect. They haven't got any insurance. Go back one. All right, they pay their tax. Okay. Thank you, yeah, thank we you. We all pay tax. We exactly, all pay we all tax. pay tax. I mean, anything extra, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they put, but the tax goes towards the roads. There's no such thing as yeah, road well, tax. Mo- you know that, don't you? The motorist you? is hit all over the place. How many cyclists have you seen prosecuted for any offences at all? Well, how many cars have you seen prosecuted for any offences? Well, you've seen, it, you've seen it happening? Yes. Well, when? And I've been prosecuted myself. Right. 
Oh, oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second, Andy. If you could email me that clip, please. Hang on a second, Andy. Yes? You're just bitter because you've been busted by the old bill because you can't drive properly. What did you get done for? What did you get done for? Speeding. Right, Okay. right. Well, then you lot annoy me. I've been done for speeding. We're we've broken the law. And I've learned yeah, my right. lesson now. I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. What I am complaining about... No, then why about bring it up? Why is, bring it up? Is, is you can't drive properly, Andy. It's drivers like you that can't abide by the speed limit. It's drivers like you that break the rules of the road. It's dangerous <laughs> drivers like you that pose more of a threat than cyclists. That is rubbish. You're speaking out of your backside. Yeah, and even if I were, it speaks a lot more sense than what comes out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Oh, I love I'm, it. I love it too. It's good sport, isn't it? But the thing is, right, we've all, <laughs> seriously, we've all seen cyclists yeah. going through red lights on the pavement, and that's bad. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen more car drivers doing bad things. I've never been hit by a cyclist. I've been hit by a car, and I've been hit by pedestrians walking along the pavement, not looking where they're going. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying there are there are cars, pedestrians, and and car drivers that are very bad. But we're concentrating on cyclists today. Yeah. And you can't get away from the fact that they do ignore a lot of road traffic laws. Let honestly. me let me rephrase that sentence to make it accurate. Yeah. Let me correct that sentence. You yeah, can't well, ignore that some of them do flout the road traffic laws. Nearly all of them. No, no, no. And that's where you enter the world of fantasy, Andy, because you, no. you don't know that. I do, because I see it every day. No, but you, you don't know that, though, Andy. You have, you have seen a few incidents, and you have uh, um, rounded it up no. to 99%. No. The reason why you don't think there are too many is because they never get prosecuted, so no, no one ever knows what they happen. But no, a percentage do it, but then I've seen more, I've seen... A large percentage. Again, you don't know, I've seen more, if we're going by purely anecdotal evidence, right? I've seen more drivers of cars break the laws of the road than I've seen cyclists do it. All right, what about crash helmets? A lot of them don't wear them. If you're a driver and you hit a cyclist... Yeah. They've got no protection. We all have don't, to wear seatbelts. Why don't they have to wear a all crash helmet? All of your, well, all of your, uh, uh, all of your comments are based on jealousy. I've got to do this. No, they haven't got no, to do that. Not. I've got to no. do this. They, I've been caught and they haven't been caught. No, Please, miss, it's not fair. What they're there for their safety, they should be wearing. But why are you angry? Why are you angry about the lack of helmets that you see from day to day? Yeah, well, here's Every an idea. Time. Here's an idea. Can I make a suggestion? One tiny suggestion that you may not have considered. Yeah, go on. Don't hit any cyclists. Yeah, well, sometimes they're right in the bloody way, aren't they? Well, then you should be driving at a speed. They just drive right out in front of Then you, you should be. We anyway. all, well, as, you, as you've got a speeding history, you perhaps not you don't know <laughs> this, but all drivers should be able to stop on a sixpence. You should be able to oh, drive fast enough on. that you can react to anything that gets in front of you. All right. But you're, but you're too busy speeding, so you can't do it. Hold on. Did you see the video of the cyclist who swept the child away? Yeah. He didn't stop in a sixpence, did he? No, he was on a pavement. Yes, exactly. He, he, he shouldn't have been, been on the, the pavement. either. Yeah, he, he shouldn't have been, been on, on the He shouldn't have been on the pavement. You're right. No, he shouldn't. Exactly. exactly. So, so we agree. Andy, we agree. 
I don't know what we're arguing for. We agree. He shouldn't have been on the, the pavement, and most cyclists are good people. Thank you, Andy. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A10 Great Cambridge Road is slow from Church Lane towards the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. Also, the A414 is busy on all the approaches to the Park Street roundabout. And also on the A5 in both directions in Hockcliffe, it's slow between Woburn Road and Tebworth Road. In Dunstable, Watling Street is looking very busy now between French's Avenue and Southwood Road. It's also busy on the A52 southbound from Kensworth towards the M1 Junction 9 for Reg- Redbourne. And in Gerrard's Cross, the A413 still has a lane closed northbound between Oxford Road and the Kingsway after a police incident. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. I am broken Britain. I thought the, the first hour I wasn't so keen on. The last two hours I thoroughly enjoyed. What good, what good sport. And boy, you're going to hear this a lot. I am broken Britain. <laughs> and that child is speaking for everybody. Didn't he sound mature for a nine-year-old? Someone's doing a good job. Thank you, Wilson. Wilson, now my favourite caller of all time. Right, where are we? 8.46, last 15 minutes of the show. If you want to give us a call, 03459 455555. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police go to the High Court today in a bid to place further restrictions on a demonstration in Luton tomorrow by the far-right group Britain First. David Cameron says the renegotiation of Britain's relationship with the European Union is now properly underway. And MPs on the HS2 Select Committee are making a second visit to Buckinghamshire this morning. Let's get the weather. I am broken, Britain. Oh, may God bless you, sir. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We've got quite a lot of cloud around today. A few outbreaks of drizzle in places, but otherwise most places are going to stay dry for most of the day. Just watch out for that drizzle. And um, we might just see one or two very isolated showers this afternoon. There will be some brighter spells at times, but an awful lot of thick cloud. It's still feeling quite warm and muggy. High humidity levels, so despite the relative lack of prolonged sunshine, we're looking at highs today of around 22 or even 23 degrees. Overnight tonight, we've got a very weak cold front going through, so it's going to feel a bit cooler over Overnight, so lows of around 10 or 11 degrees in the rural spots tomorrow. Lovely day. A uh, bit of a fresher feel to things. Lots of sunny spells around temperatures up to 22 or 23 degrees Celsius. And then into Sunday, a dry, bright start, but things will cloud over. We'll get a few spots of rain through the afternoon and temperatures are really set to climb into next week. And by the time we get to Wednesday, we could be very close to 30 degrees. That's the forecast. <laughs> Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of there, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Have we got any Texas, Catherine? Yes. What Texas have yes, we got we before have. we go to Don? Let's have a look. Uh, I'm a driver and a cyclist and would be happy to pay a tax. In fact, why not add it to a driver's tax so that everyone pays much the same as the BBC wants to fund their licence? Um... Well, but uh, I don't understand that. Okay, but yeah, carry on. The yeah. reason, well, the re- okay, we all pay towards uh, the roads. Okay, there is no road tax anymore. There is a, a vehicle licensing uh, uh, fund. There is no road tax. Okay, so we all pay towards the roads, and surely tis fair that drivers pay more than cyclists because um, anyone know the answer? They do more damage to the roads. They, there is more wear uh, if you use, on the roads if you use a car than there is if you use a bicycle. So, of course, they should pay. We're, we're speaking to Andy there. All I got was jealousy. Well, they haven't got to wear helmets and I've got to wear a seatbelt. They don't get done and I got done for speeding. Drivers are always getting stiffed. Well, um... So, Where? So what, we punish the people who aren't? So, because you're, you're paying like loads of tax on petrol, it's not the cyclist's fault, they don't use petrol, uh, because you've got to pay quite a lot for parking, well, that's not the cyclist's fault, they don't pay for parking. Jealousy. Mm-hmm. If you're angry because of jealousy, that's fine. But just say, I'm really jealous. <laughs> I'm really jealous. <laughs> and why would you not want to wear your seatbelt? Why is that... It's a hassle. Anything else? Uh, Phil says, on the car bike debate, I used to ride a motorbike and cycle, but I gave up both when my son was born. I felt too vulnerable when trying to follow the rules of the road, and I thought it unfair to risk leaving my children without a dad because I've been killed by someone in a car, van or lorry. Yeah, I would like to um, get a scooter, a brum-brum oh, scooter. I one of those. And I kind of just think, well, I, I should have done that in my 20s. I'll do it when they're grown up. Yeah, I should have done it in my 20s. I, I definitely uh, will. Let's go to Don. Morning, Don. Good morning. What have you got for us, Donald? Right, a couple of things. The, the little old lady you had from Bedford a little while ago. Audrey. The trouble with a lot of the areas around at the moment is you've got a lot of shared areas for cyclists and pedestrians. Yeah. Okay, so obviously that's where I don't know the particular area she lives. I mean, I'm from High Wycombe, but um, so that may be an issue where with that, yeah. um, which obviously isn't the cyclist. I mean, I, I cycle and I also drive a recovery truck. Blimey. So, um, and fairly soon, before September, I've got to go into London and ride a, side, ride a bike for four and a half hours. Why? So I can actually, because it's something Boris has decided to bring in that um, uh-huh. all HGV drivers have to cycle around London and see London ro- London's road from a cyclist point of view. Is that true? Yes. I know, are they, uh, um... Uh, that information has shocked me. I was unaware of that, and I need to ascertain whether I think that's a good a good idea or a bad idea. My initial reaction is my initial reaction is that's crazy, but my second yep. thought might be, well, there might be something in it. All right, go on. We also have to make all the trucks that go into London bike and pedestrian proof. Now, by does that, does that loads mean more mirrors on them and putting rails down the side so people and bikes can't go underneath the truck? Why not just have cameras on them? Well, hey ho. Um, and with regards to that last gentleman that was on, yeah, I have driven and cycled in London quite quite extensively. And Addison Lee, from my experience, aren't the safest drivers okay. on the well, road. Listen, I'm going I'm to listen. But you, uh, okay, but yeah, you know, that Addison Lee. It, 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 there are lots of different cab companies. And um, thank you, Don. I don't want to get into the world of libel. And I, I've been in Addison Lee cars, and they are uh, have been superb. And I've been in, in some of their cars, and they've not been great. And the same with all different kinds of companies. So let's not slag off um, Addison Lee uh, on the air. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone. I'm, I'm sure you understand, Don, why I don't want to get into uh, a litigious um, uh, uh, argument about that. Harriet's on the line. Good morning, Harriet. Morning, Ian. What have you got for us? 
<laughs> Harriet, where, where you, Harriet, move move around because I can't hear you. <laughs> no. 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 Or better, slightly better. Uh, no. I tell you what we'll do. Can we get, get give her a call back so we can get a landline or something else in it? Because um, it would be nice to hear Harriet's point, but actually be able to hear. Harriet's point. Hey, there's a great thing in one of the papers today. I love this. I've seen this happen, and it terrified me, and it terrified my boy a little bit. And the, but the, and it got me a little bit angry, and then I realised why they'd done it. I thought, no, actually, fair play. He's done the right thing. It's at Winter Castle. I've been to Winter Castle. We like it there. Uh, and it's some pictures of uh, a guard. You know, a guard with the big bear skin, right? The, uh, these are the dramatic moments when a Queen's guard pointed his rifle at a tourist who grabbed him. Video posted online shows the Asian man in his 20s running away as the Windsor Castle guard barks, get back. Now, I've not seen the gun being pointed at someone. I have seen one of the guards shouting, get back! I've seen that and it scared the life out of me. Um, I can understand why the guy's pointed a gun at him. This fella's grabbed him on the shoulder. You've grabbed a soldier on the shoulder. Of course he's going to point the gun at you. Of course he's going to point the gun at you. It's a brilliant picture. Get back! He t- he put the, the fella puts his hand on the guy's shoulder. Don't mess with them. He's a, he's a soldier and he's got a gun. Don't touch him. You know you don't get too close. They've got a rope around them now, so you can't get too close. Because the boys hate having their picture taken with them, but they always ask to have their picture taken. Can we have yeah. a picture taken with a soldier? And then they are terrified of it. You can always tell when the soldiers got fed up of pictures, can't you? Because they'll yeah. suddenly start changing their guns around. Here's the thing. Do you get lady, um, I can't remember what they're called. My Guardsmen. dad used to be, you know, my, these right. ones, they've got a specific name and I can't remember what they're called. My dad used to be one. Um, the bearskin ones. Do, 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 do you get ladies doing that now? Because we saw one at the weekend. I'm convinced it was a girl. I couldn't see any boobage, but very, a girly face and girly hands. But that doesn't mean anything these days. No. So I don't know. And I was, but I, I can't say I've ever seen one, but that doesn't mean that there aren't. Because there'll probably be fewer was, than there are men anyway. I was really because I always point out the uniform to the boys. They like to, you know, look at the shiny shoes and the buttons and look how still they stand and all of that. Um, but we were talking very loudly about uh, he's doing this, he's doing this, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Harriet's gone again. Yeah, no, I'm trying to get it. Uh, you, you get, uh, and I, as I was looking, I thought, well, maybe, maybe that's um, maybe that's a lady doing that. But I don't know if ladies are are allowed to do that. Um, 03459 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, don't forget, of course, you can email me. Oh, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. I think we've got Harriet back. Morning, Harriet. Hi, Ian. I can hear you. Yay. Sing hosannas. What have you got for us? I was just thinking earlier, there's this whole thing getting a bit like a game of rock, paper, scissors, you know, motorist, cyclist, pedestrian. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I like that. Go on. <laughs> yeah. I drive a car and I ride a push bike. Yeah. And when I'm on the push bike, I try not to wobble out into the road. I use um, clear hands and arm signals to not erode you. That's not what I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, whatever mode of transport you're in, be it your feet, your two wheels or four wheels, road users should just respect other road users and be aware of them. Harriet, listen, it's not the best line, but you got your point across, and I think you're right. Everyone has to take responsibility, man. It's one big nation. Audrey's on the line. Good morning, Audrey. Oh, no, you're there. Sorry, I had the wrong fader. Morning, Audrey. I didn't want to disappoint you. You said I would ring before the end of the show, so I have. Well, then may God bless you for that. Thank you. Uh, What would you like to say, Audrey? What would you like to say? 
Well, I couldn't believe my ears. My whole point is that the cyclists are breaking the law yeah. on the pavements. All, most of your callers have said, talked about cyclists on the road. That's nothing to do with me. I'm cyclists on the pavement. And can you please just check your programme and see if my ears deceive me? Because I'm sure I heard you say he shouldn't have been on the pavement. Well, it, it, it depends. There are some no, places... No. There are some... sh- no, please Who? don't interrupt. No, well, you, you, you left a pause. You asked me a question, Audrey, so I thought I might respond to it. Did I hear you say he shouldn't have been on the pavement? I don't remember. What I'm saying well, is... Can you please play back and make sure? Because if I'm not so, gonna... you're agreeing with me. I'm not, I'm not going to bother doing that, but thank you for the invitation to listen to my own show. No, there are some places where it's joint, where if, if cycles and uh, people yeah. are allowed on at the same point. If they're, If they're... Sorry? I'm only talking about the town bridge and that it's illegal. For oh, it's specifically to the, the town bridge now. You, 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 this is the first time I think I've heard you mention the town no. bridge. Well, town bridge, I've mentioned High Street on the programme this morning. Yes. Okay. I well, mentioned Cardin Okay, that's great. Uh, there, there are some places where bikes are allowed to go and people, and people are allowed I to know. go. I, I'm not talking about those. Gosh, you're fun. And the, the, yeah, the place, places where bikes aren't allowed to go, they shouldn't go. Can we agree Thank on that? You. Yes. Have a lovely weekend. Ta-ta. Isn't she a joy? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In High Wycombe on the A40, it's slow in both directions between Gordon Road and Station Road. Also, the A404 is looking busy on all the approaches. Well, that's looking busy approaching the Handicross roundabout. It's busy on all the approaches there at the moment. In Chesland on the A10, Great Cambridge Road, it's slow southbound from Church Lane towards the M25 at Junction 25 for Enfield. It's also busy in Hockliffe on the A5 in both directions between Woburn Road and Turbworth Road. And a bit further down on the A5 at Watling Street, it's slow from French's Avenue towards Southwood Road. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Right, that's it, team. That's your lot. We're going to record some extra bits for the podcast. Extra bits? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We put extra bits in there. Did you not know? You can get it by going to the 3CR website, or if it's easier for you, you go to uh, iTunes, type in Ian Lee, and it pops up, and you can download it. Thank you, Catherine. I've got no idea who he is, but, you know, well done, I suppose. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in. Do you think Britain First should be allowed to march through Luton tomorrow? Bedfordshire police go to the High Court today asking for further powers to restrict an anti-Islam protest in Luton planned for tomorrow afternoon. The protest, organised by the political group Britain First, will begin near the railway station, culminating in speeches from the group's leaders in the town centre. Well, earlier this week, local Muslims met to discuss the planned march. Zafar Khan, chairman of the Luton Council of Faiths, told this radio station Britain First are provocative and do not help community cohesion. Well, last month the deputy leader of Britain First, Jada Franson, told me in her ideal world Islam would be removed entirely from the UK, but she promised the protest this weekend would be peaceful. Well, this morning I want to hear your views on this. Do you think Britain First should be allowed to march through Luton tomorrow? Pick up that phone, come on and have your say on 03459 455 555. 
This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, police go to High Court over Luton demonstration, suspected illegal immigrants arrested at Newport Pagnell and MPs back in Buckinghamshire to discuss HS2. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police go to the High Court today in a bid to place further restrictions on a demonstration in Luton tomorrow by the far-right group Britain First. Police say they expect counter-demonstrations and have already imposed conditions on the group. Today's injunction would place restrictions on the behaviour of Britain First organisers. Deputy Leader of Luton Borough Council, Labour's Sean Timoney, says it's more unwanted publicity in the wake of a survey about people's perception of the town. It is unfortunate that on the survey some people did mention things um, like that that gave the town a bad image and the press will have a field day on it. And, it, and again, we're in, the, we're in the news for bad reasons. Let's get us in the news for good reasons. Thames Valley Police say three people have been arrested this morning at the Newport Pagnell service station on the M1 motorway. Police say they were responding to reports of...